You're about to listen to Tadpog. Tyler and Dave play old games. It's a comedy video game podcast. We would like to stress that the hosts are not experts and are really just very crass commentators. Seriously, this is an explicit podcast that happens to talk about video games sometimes. So please enjoy this pretty okay podcast with Tyler and Dave. Hello, Internet, and welcome to another Tadpog podcast. Uh, we're, uh, we're triple-ming it today, so we're, we're minorly muffled men yeah. in masks. In masks. In masks. <laughs> so when you hear this, that is the sound of one of our masks. Any, that was mine. That one was mine. Scraping it. That was mine again. Scraping That'd it. That'd be a fun game to see. We're yeah. all wearing different materials, so yeah. see if you can tell... Who's is who? <laughs> that was Tyler. <laughs> Ian, will you give us one? That's Ian. There's Once me. again, this is mine. There's a pr- there's a prize of a million dollars at the end. Yes. <laughs> million doll hairs. That's a lot. That is doll a lot. <laughs> well, um, yeah, yeah. You had a little brush with with COVID, Ian. So we're being we're being careful, but we're all here in the studio. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'd call it more than a little brush. You, you had a bad look. <laughs> I feel like Neo in the Matrix, dodging, <laughs> dodging bullets. bullets. Um, last week, this is la- a, la- a couple of weeks ago as of the time this comes on, but um, Cohen wasn't feeling well, and I suggested, hey, you know, because he'd been sick for a couple of days, and I, I said, hey, why not... Uh, why not test the boy for COVID just, just on the off chance? And sure enough, he was positive. Uh, well, we found out his mother was positive. And then he was at our house. So he tested positive. And then Gage and Tanya tested negative. So I didn't test. I'm like, they're fine. I'm fine. We're all fine. But small weapons malfunction. Noting, no, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Noting that Tanya and Gage are around him the most, and I don't have a whole lot of like you know close contact with him when he's at our house, I opted to move out to my office, which is in my detached garage. And it's nice. It's a nice. It's, it's a, a nice, nice office, space. Yeah. It's got air conditioning and like all the monitors. There's just so many screens. Do you have a in couch bed? Anything out there? Or do you don't, now? I do now. I have a cot. We uh, so I stayed out in the office, and sure enough, Tanya and Gage both like two days later tested. Well, Gage tested positive. Tanya was still testing negative, but she was sick. You could tell. So she went to the hospital, got a hospital test, tested positive for Omicron. So I'm staying out in my office. I'm now I'm now on day six of being in my office. I still go inside to you know shower and go to the bathroom, all that good stuff and eat, but I keep my distance. Right. And, uh, yeah, just to be on the safe side, I went Saturday and had a test done, an additional test and I still came up negative. And I'm going to be honest with you at the time (laughs) I was kind of thinking maybe I'll be positive and I can come back in my house didn't happen. That's good. I'm glad I didn't have COVID. <laughs> yeah. Um, it would be nice to like sleep in your bed though again. But now <laughs> I'm the wild card. Well, and that's the thing too. Like, 
So we have this supposedly really nice inflatable mattress. Yeah. Uh, it's got its own little pump built in. You plug the thing in, turn it on, it inflates itself. It's, right, yeah. You know, super, I've seen this thing used a hundred times. It's super cool, mm -hmm. right? It's like, oh, I've got a mattress. I'll take that out there. I, I take it out there and I inflate the thing. I fucking hate this mattress. <laughs> it is like sleeping on worse than a waterbed. Like, and plus it's a twin size or single, you know. Mm -hmm. Does it like deflate easily or something? It's or? not that it deflates. It's just that for whatever reason, I could not roll over or I just could not get comfortable and I just never and like getting out of it I felt like if I rolled over I was going to roll off the side of it so two days of that and I'm like nope I'll sleep on a fucking I'll build up a bunch of blankets on the floor and sleep on that before I'm sleeping on this a hamster mattress. nest I got, I got a mattress back here we'll throw in the back of your truck no we're good because I went to Walmart and bought a cot a camping mm -hmm. cot so it's about six inches off the ground that's uh, pretty comfortable. Which is surprisingly comfortable. Really? How big is it? It's just, it's the same size. It's human it's size? It's human oh, okay. size, you know, but it's longer, so I can actually, my feet don't hang off so of it. So it's Ian-sized. It's Ian-sized. Um, and then I laid like a, I took a comforter and folded it in half and laid it on there. I've uh, been sleeping like a baby ever since. So, nice. Mm. So Maybe it makes its way back into the house when you do. It will. <laughs> yeah. It will make its way in. We'll use it for sure. Yeah. But, um, so Yeah. That's been my my week. So I've spent the whole week, uh, you know, when I'm not working, uh, watching more TV somehow. Mm -hmm. um, I've gotten through everything. I'm done with JoJo. I'm done with High School All DxD. Netflix <laughs> sent you an email. Netflix said, says, congratulations. I got a plaque from Netflix that says you've watched yeah. everything. Not many people have achieved this feat, but <laughs> we need more stuff now. Here's um, a $5 complimentary coupon to Pizza Hut. But yeah. <laughs> Right. You've earned one unpaid day off. I, uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I finished all those things that I was watching and I just started, you know, I just got tired of like looking for more stuff. I just, just to zone out, I just started watching Breaking Bad again. That's Melissa's comfort show. So it's that, mine that too. And ER, so yeah, yeah, I just have it running now all the time. So I'm almost done with my third go through of Breaking Bad. Not just this week, like total, you know. Right, yeah. Uh, totally, you've watched it 12 times. Right, right. Just this week three. Do you uh, need some Better Call Saul? Oh, I'm done with it, too. Okay. We watched, Gage and I, one of the last things we did before I quarantined was watch the season finale uh, okay. of that uh, together. So, yeah, I'm all done with Better Call Saul, which is an amazing show. Highly recommend. If you didn't ever watch it, but you watched Breaking Bad, this one's better, in my opinion. For different reasons, it's better, you know. It's not that dis not to disparage Breaking Bad in any way, uh, but from me, for my money, Better Call Saul was the better show. Um, well, Mike Mike Armentrout for the win. <laughs> what I've seen of Breaking of Better Call Saul, like gotta love Mike. Oh, he's heavy in that show. Yeah, like, he's a main amazing. character in that show, and the way they establish his relationship with the whole story mm -hmm. and knowing how his his situation turns out uh, makes it that much more kind of rewarding, oh, yeah. I guess, to know and to understand him better. But uh, yeah, good stuff. That's about it for me. Honestly, I have nothing. I've been playing a lot of uh, multiverses. Yeah, old WB the, uh, multiverses. Xbox. Yeah. Getting mad at them Bugs Bunnies. Uh yeah, I get that. I've been playing too. Yeah, I've been playing with you. I know from we've time been to time. playing. I would say a 
probably more than any like Animal Royale that we played. I'd say we're close. I, I think know. we played a little bit of Animal Royale together. We, we did, but I don't know. This has been this WB Multiverses has been one of those where it's like well, I'm hopping on, and and yeah. most of the time it's like it's it's you'll be playing. And it's I like, usually and I'll am, send yeah. a message and be like, "Hey, do you want to play?" Yeah, for and sure. And then we do. It's Super Animal Royale was a little bit different. True. Where it like took a little more coordination. Kind of needed and, to coordinate yeah. a little more for sure. Uh, plus, because we were playing on, I think, well, you, were you playing that one on Switch as well, or were you playing that on a different platform? Uh, I was playing that on Steam. Yeah, so we were cross-platform. So, you know, if you hopped in, we're Warner Brothers friends now. We are Dave, Warner <laughs> Brothers friends. Dave and I have gotten <laughs> to our next level in our friendship. Yeah, we're we're officially sweet. Warner, we're Warner Brothers, Brothers friends. Brothers. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh. Yeah, I've been enjoying the hell out of that game. Me and it's too. funny because I never, I personally never got into Smash Bros. It was just never my thing. What about it? What about it didn't you, didn't capture you? Honestly, I think now if I went back and played it, I would like it a lot more. Okay. I just, I don't guess I really understood the gameplay as much because it's such a kind of a unique type of fighter. Yeah, right? like it's, platform it, it is, it's a platform brawler. It is a platform brawler, which is what Multiversus is. And, you know, the potential for crossovers and new characters in multiverses is way bigger to me. Did the you hear? Things that I can relate to. I'm sure you did, because you're tapped into it more than I am. Did you hear about the leak? No, I did not. Uh, I don't think. For rumored characters, apparently there was like a leak, like there's data in the game. Oh, uh -oh. Data? Data in the game from Star Trek. <laughs> He's in it. Sweet. Um, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> Tyler guessed it. Took all the wind out of that one. Uh, <laughs> there's audio like from the Wicked Witch of the West. See, I had a feeling oh, that was. I know happen. you mentioned oh. that, and I did because one of the achievements to get like if you get like 150 double ring outs, one on Xbox. I don't know if the achievements. Are, I'm sure they're the same on they PlayStation. Have trophies on PlayStation, yeah. Um, the the title of the achievement is "And Your Little Dog Too," and I told Dave, I'm like, there's got to be some. Wizard of Oz coming. So, so oh, Wicked man. Witch of the West. Apparently, there's there's data in the game. Not data from Star Trek. Data in the game. Uh, that I mean, it's just there, ready to go. Apparently, and then also uh, Beetlejuice. Oh, I am down. Anima animated Beetlejuice. Don't I mean they're all? It's got to be. They, they got be the, yeah, they got their yeah. own kind of style. Like Arya Stark is essentially a cartoon character. Yeah. Um, because it's like. <clears throat> It's that like 3D modeled kind of animation style. Mm. Um, and then tomorrow, you, I mean, you were right. I was, I was, I totally thought that they were going to wait until the end of this season because the new season just started. I thought they were going to wait to release Rick and Morty. Morty comes out tomorrow. Is that tomorrow? <laughs> Morty comes out tomorrow. As of this recording, it was six days ago, but. Yeah, uh, or eight days okay. or something. I don't know. Well, I heard Yesterday, too that. Time. <laughs> I heard too that Rick. Is coming out on the twenty eighth, which would be next week. Well, then I guess that makes sense. the the reason The reason I thought they were going to be later is because right now, like when they when they launch season one, like the splash screen is Black Adam and Stripe, and Stripe the, gr the, from the Gremlins, yeah. Um, what all properties does Warner Brothers own? We're going to find out. They own a, a lot. And I was kind of just <laughs> browsing through the multiverses subreddit, and people are coming up with all the stuff that I had just basically not realized or forgotten 
was a Warner Brothers property, Harry Potter. There's Warner conf- Brothers. I think isn't uh, some Harry Potter characters are confirmed. <laughs> I, right? I didn't know if they were confirmed oh, okay. or not, but it didn't dawn on me that until someone mentioned it. Oh yeah, that's a Warner Brothers. Property. Right. There's a lot, dude. Of them, and they still haven't like. There are still only two Looney Tunes characters in the game, too, right? Bugs and Taz. Bugs and Taz, and, and I guess LeBron count James, LeBron James <laughs> because of uh, Space Jam. But I too. mean, like, no Daffy yet. No, so like, Bill Murray. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh man, that'd be great. Get Bill Murray in the game. I could so see potential for so. You know, someone I saw something the other day. Someone said uh, Warner Brothers needs to put. Elmer Fudd in the game so that we can recreate the Elmer Fudd versus Batman comic. Oh, shit. Out, right. Elmer yeah. Fudd was hunting the Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was awesome. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's crazy how much potential there is for stuff. I think it's if they wild. lean too heavily on like Cartoon Network, though, it's going to be kind of disappointing to me. I think we're going to see more Cartoon Network stuff. I th- like, I th- can't imagine that they wouldn't like i've seen and i want it i'm on the i'm kind of on the other end of that because like i know we met, we talked i want space ghost like legit <laughs> yeah, i want space on. ghost even if he's like a uh superman skin yeah you know yeah. it's just like there's we just reskin we just superman. reskin superman yeah. he's space ghost changed some of the little animations but everything functionally works just yeah. the same no, I'd be I like, perfect that's great because uh, I don't, I just watch Space Ghost Coast to Coast. I don't know what the fuck Space Ghost actually does other than like nothing. Honestly, I did watch Space Ghost. Did you? And he, he was more like Batman. He, than, is he more like Batman? Than a Superman type character. Okay. But yeah. Now, some of the classics, you know, Fred Flintstone we talked about would be a good one. Yeah. Or, or I would like to see Wilma and Betty in there, you know? Yeah. Just being, so all of Hanna Barbaria falls under. Yeah, yeah I umbrella? think they have the because they've got Tom and Jerry right now. Okay, and uh, Bugs Bunny is not Hanna Barbera, obviously, but just I think they do have all the rights to that because, um, mm. of course, there's Finn and Jake from Adventure Time. I I think they've got it because if I'm not mistaken, I think Ted Turner got the rights to uh, Hanna Barbera when Cartoon Network started. Yeah, so I, I think don't, you're right. And, and then I don't know at some point, I guess Warner Brothers got Cartoon Network, so I don't know if the rights transferred. I don't know if the Hanna-Barbera rights transferred or not. Well, there's a huge, if you think about it, there's a huge, there's this huge acquisitions that have been happening for years by Warner Media. Right. And when Warner and HBO joined up, Mm. that's why we have Arya Stark. And I I imagine they're probably going to put Bill Maher. Another. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Maher. John Oliver. John Oliver. <laughs> Listen, if they put John Oliver in the game, he's, he's going to be my main. Dude, I don't even care what he, he does. He needs to be the announcer. What the fuck are they right? doing? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. That's genius. What the fuck are they doing? No, they do need to do what that. What the fuck am I doing here <laughs> in this game? But, uh... I mean, I think uh, Rick and Morty, I think at one point were like optional announcers for, was it League of Legends or something? It was like a, it was like a MOBA. Maybe, yeah. It was one of, it was one of those. Didn't HBO buy, I don't know if it was temporary or not, but they bought up Sesame Street for a short time because they, they were, were showing Sesame they were Street. They were doing Sesame Street. I don't know if they own it outright. Let's but see fucking Cookie Monster. Cookie then. Monster. You know <laughs> Elmo would be first. <laughs> yeah. Gotta lead with Elmo. God, though. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, just seeing some of these battles, you know, especially at first where you've got 
like Velma is Velma is kind of my main. Velma's awesome. She's amazing. She's a great character. She's a support character, but kind of, <laughs> kind of because Jesus, if you know how to play Velma, you are dealing the most damage in that match. I don't I mean, know that much about Overwatch, but to me, Velma is like she is support class, but she's like the the way that. Diva is a tank class in Overwatch. Yeah, where it's like I never see anybody playing her like a tank. I only I only played her like a tank because it it came naturally that everyone was trying to kill me. Uh huh. Because I was lethal with Diva, and motherfuckers hated me in Diva as Diva. So I'm t- I'm shooting for that same thing with Velma. <laughs> um, people hate Velma. They I mean, do, and it's like you learn. It is trial by fire with Velma because at first she's kind of hard to use. She's kind of hard to understand what's this even for. But then you start to get your stride with her and it's like... She's awesome. She's rad. She is. People will come after you. They immediately go for the Velma and I welcome that. She's like the only right now... She's like the only projectile-based character in the game. Yeah, yeah. Because like all of her attacks are like she uses a megaphone. All of her attacks essentially are words. Not all of them, but like a lot of them are. Her distance attacks are so like she'll when you spam neutral X for when you're not moving, you just hit X. She starts shouting like jinkies and stuff, and they sus these (laughs) sus and all these speech bubbles come out, and like they'll first target your partner as a healing thing and then they'll go after the enemy and then like she has a megaphone that shoots like this beam across the map and that will if you shoot it through your partner it will like enhance and come out of your partner even bigger and more powerful so it heals them it heals them and passes, and passes that through. damage on to the people huh. that are standing in front of her it also acts as like a homing beacon because like if you hit somebody with the megaphone and then you use your word project your word balloon projectiles the projectiles home in on that yeah on they'll the, have like a person. little target floating over the person oh shit but uh then you collect five clues you collect clues so <laughs> so like as you're whipping her her close-up attacks are lethal and they're impossible to block so if you manage to somehow spam low, mid, and high attack, you can keep juggling someone. For a, I've done eight to nine hit combos with her, just juggling someone like that. And then, like when you jump up and then drop down on them, uh, and a couple of other attacks will make clues fly out of them. And if you collect five clues, it's five, isn't it's it? It's five. If yeah. If you collect five clues, her little meter fills up, and then you call the cops. And the cop car shows up on the map. Two and they fire the bazooka. <laughs> yeah, the cop car shows up on the map and then and drives. LeBron disappears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cop will drive it whoever's in front of them and get them and take them into the car and they're it says busted, and then the car will just drive off the cliff. And you can fight oh, your way out shit, of it, but right. I've had or an ally can or an like, ally can beat the kick police the car. car and, yeah, <laughs> but you got they got to keep they're having to keep up with it while you're whipping up on them. Right, they can I'm destroy like, your <laughs> clues. I mean, it's just this whole like that's what this game is. Yeah. I mean, it's just Velma's probably the craziest. She but, is like, nuts, and it's like I love her because she's so not straightforward. And I think yeah. a lot of people uh, out of the gate underestimate her. Mm-hmm. And I've had more than a few matches where I was like, 
I was dealing over 460 points of damage by myself. And that's a, that's, that's high. A lot. That's yeah. a lot mm. for one match, yeah. for one round. Uh, and yeah, she's, she's hard to beat. People are learning though pretty quick. And I know like whenever I'm in a match and I'm not playing as Velma, um, like it doesn't really matter who the other character is. It's like, ah, I'm going to zone in on Velma because she can do the most damage and also her recovery is not great. So, yeah. I mean, it's mm. like, that's kind of like the downfall of playing Velma. Like Shaggy on the other hand, where it's Jesus like, Christ. <laughs> his recovery is like insane. I've been like to the edge of the void with him before and done like, one move and it's like, all right, I'm back on the stage. <laughs> I won a match the other day as Shaggy. And my damage was 198. I had. But how many KOs did you have? All of them. I had all the KOs. Right. Yeah, that's how it no, works. No, no, no. Oh, my damage on my oh, character. Oh, on you. The damage you would take. I, it would have taken a sneeze to blow me off the map. <laughs> I got you. But Shaggy is ridiculously overpowered. If yeah. you can, if you can play Shaggy, which anybody can, it's kind of a good yeah, all around. He's character. a beginner character. Like me. he's yeah. labeled as beginner. Him and Wonder Woman. But I mean. he is so powerful. Yeah. And, like, it's just, it's, he's the one to beat. Like, if I see a high-level Shaggy and a high-level Bugs Bunny on the other team. Jesus fucking high-level Bugs Bunny. We're Good done. Lord. Yeah, Bugs Bunny and Tom and Jerry are Such a weird cover. I know, it is. <laughs> That's what's so weird. And so, God yeah. damn, I love Bugs Bunny. Man. Dude, I hate going into a match where it's like two, like a fucking high level Iron Giant and a high level fucking Bugs Bunny. That's right. You heard I mean, it, folks. I mean, it's like, oh my God, we're going to have to work so fucking hard. I mean, you know, I got my ass whipped by Tom and Jerry and Steven Universe the other day. And it didn't, you know, it just, I can't even. But with Bugs Bunny, Jesus. Bugs Bunny and Tom and Jerry are mage class characters. I don't know why they're classified as mage class. I don't really either, to be honest. Because all their attacks are physical. Bugs Bunny is more of a bruiser slash tank to me. It probably has to do with their how much damage they take, is my guess. That's possible, yeah, because they, they are sort of glass cannons. But it, it's The difficult. assassin class right. is the real glass cannon of the game, but yeah, I think you're... You're right. They're fast and powerful. Yeah. Um, but Bugs Bunny is like, they are, he is hard. If you've got to go against somebody that's... Good with him. Good with Because I'm not good with Bugs. Yeah. <laughs> he will straight destroy you. And the matchmaking needs a little work. Mm. Um, right now, Dave and I were talking about this the other day. We think that right now the matchmaking is basing more on the character, on the player level. Because each character you level up individually. So like I've got a level 15 Shaggy and a level 15 or level 11 Tasmanian Devil, you know, each character levels up and earns perks and stuff as you go, but your actual you as a player level up as well. And I think what they're doing is putting me in matches with other like level 20 players, but if I pick a level 1 Batman, say I want to start working up my Batman. I could go I could easily be put against a level 21 anything on the other team you're level one batman <laughs> going up against like level 21 whatever right yeah. and for the most part that's not a huge deal because the biggest thing you get as you level up a character is perks so different bonuses different buffs for your defense offense or utility per character as you level up so if as a level one batman i'm not going to have any perks and the other one will 
But I've had matches where I'm playing like, you know, my well, level it, 10, whatever, and then I get paired up on my team with a, a guy playing a level one Batman. And then the other team's got a level 21 Bugs Bunny and a level, you know, 19 Iron Giant or whatever. Yeah. And they just roll us, you know. There is an MMR in it. Uh, so, but mine hasn't updated for days. So I don't know, like, when the MMR uh, changes. What do, you, what do you mean by that? Uh, matchmaking ranking. Measles, no, bumps, and rubella. Yes. <laughs> right, that's where I go with that, for sure. <laughs> um, so, like... And I'm familiar with it from Heroes of the Storm, where it's like, if you win a match, your MMR goes up. If you lose a match, your MMR goes down. Oh. And depending on how, uh, and it's weighted based on who you beat and what their MMR was. So okay. it's kind of one of those things. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I'm, I am familiar with Overwatch that. Overwatch probably Overwatch does Overwatch did that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because you're, but they were only, they were mainly concerned with ranked now, multiverses is going to have ranked play as well. Do they not have they not done that yet? They I haven't, haven't tried done to fuck that with yet. it. And it's I'm kind of really wanting them to because once the ranked players, once the people that want to play ranked get their option to play ranked, I think the playing field is going to be a little more level for the casual ones like me. I'm not ever going to be in ranked. You don't want to do ranked with me? Come on, I, mean, let's I do would ranked. do it with you. I'm just <laughs> not going to rando up with somebody and not. Lord, and no, do it. Jesus, no. There yeah. also there there is a one v one mode, which I also haven't fucked with. Oh, I but. haven't either. But yeah. I'm happy to do ranked with you. I'm just not going to make. A I was huge teasing. Deal we don't. About that. We definitely don't have to do that. But Doesn't bother me. I'd be well, willing to check it out. It. Sure. We're not bad at it. We're I mean, not bad. I, every time we most every time we play, we win. Yeah, so I win more often when I'm playing with you than when I'm like soloing with a with a rando. Same. Yeah. Well, and that's t true for any other game, but this one is because you're gonna say I, I'm gonna play Batman, and I'll be like, well, I'll play support, I'll play Velma. Right. We'll switch off. Right. And we match our perks up. Right. You know, and like we stack them. If if I pick the same perk, if I pick like uh, the perk that gives you more power against. Flying with flying attacks, like say, this perk gives me a ten percent buff on a flying attack, and he picks the same perk, then it raises that to fifteen percent for the team or something like yeah. that, isn't it? Yeah. So each each perk, if you pick the same perks that that are available, if they're available, you can pick the same ones, and then they'll stack and become more powerful for the team. Some are, some stack better than others, <laughs> yeah. like. The other day, we were kind of like talking about like Shaggy has an ability, and I guess an ultimate ability. It's passive. When he hits 100 damage, uh, he goes into rage. Shaggy goes Super Saiyan in this game. That's kind of like his. That's you can like trigger it yourself, but it takes like a few seconds to actually get there, and you're vulnerable to attack right. while that's happening. But when on this perk, as he said, when Shaggy takes 100 damage, he automatically goes into rage mode and then. Yeah, it's not as. I don't. Well, that's the big. What were What were you getting at? Oh well, I mean, you can you can double it up essentially because it's like not only can he not only can he rage, but at a at one hundred, um, with that perk he can do it. Uh, if you double up on it though, it, instead of him getting to one hundred, instead of it activating when he gets to hundred, it activates when he gets to to ninety. Yeah. So it's stuff like that, and like triple jump is one of my favorite ones because like there's a perk where it's like. 
if you hit an enemy while in air, normally you have double jump, but if you hit an enemy while you're in the air, you get triple jump. But the triple jump perk, the way it stacks is you always have it. It's like if both people choose that perk, you always have triple jump, which is like amazing. It's especially like... It can save your ass. Absolutely. It has saved mine many times. I love it. Yeah. But it's a great little game. It's free to play. Um, I did throw some money at it to get some stuff. Uh, but it's it's free to play and it's a lot of fun. We've been having a blast with it. And uh, anybody that wants to jump in and play with us, man, I'm down. Let's do it. Yeah, it's fun. It's worth it for free. I bought the Founders Pack. Um, yeah, me too. Because I was like, eh, I'm enjoying this like retail, retail well, game I didn't value get, worth of that. I didn't so. get the Founders Pack. I got the middle middle tier one, which is like deluxe pack or whatever. Yeah, I got the middle one too. I think they're all the Founders Pack. They were just like it's, uh, premium, yeah, like basic premium yeah, deluxe, whatever. Yeah, I just yeah. got the one that costs around sixty bucks. Yeah, which is about what I would have paid for the game, so it's fine. Right. Yeah. You get like character unlocks that way. Essentially, you can unlock the whole roster, and which I haven't done. I planned on doing that immediately, unlocking them all, but I've just been slowly working through the roster and like maxed out Velma and Shaggy and Batman and Superman. You maxed them out? I mean, they're 15. You stop earning, you stop earning rewards after 15. Oh, is that right? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Nick, you can still level them up, but like. You don't, there's no payoff, there's, no additional right. payoff. Right. Yeah. See, that's yeah. what I've done with Velma. I think I've only got Velma and Shaggy up to 15. I got to figure out who I'm going to do next. It might be bugs. It might just work on bugs. Iron Giant is one of those where it's like, I've played against so many Iron Giants where it's like, Jesus Christ, I hate fighting this character. I've played against so many like that where it's like, I should probably just learn this character. He's complicated. So that's why I haven't bothered him yet. It pays off because he's very powerful if he's played well. But Shaggy, man, Shaggy's I, I got I got a strategy with Iron Giant versus when I'm Shaggy, oh, and yeah. that is because he's so slow that it's like you just leave him, jump high up in the air, go Super Saiyan, hit him with a kick, go back and just rinse and repeat. Yeah, just hit and run, hit and run the whole time. It's fun. It's a good, yeah, good little game. I mean, it sounds pretty good. Good little game, and it's on everything you can play. Except for Switch. Except Switch, yeah. yeah. I'm surprised it's not on Switch. I'm glad I, it's not on Switch. Yeah. Sorry. No, I I got an Xbox. Just, I'm good. It's just Well, I mean, sorry to anyone out there who's like, oh, but I mean, it's like, I don't know, man. The Switch has connectivity issues. Oh, uh, well, just, that's uh, true. Okay. And more, this, this game is pretty much automatically cross-platform. You don't really have a say in it. When you play, you're playing against whoever else is playing, whether they be PC, Xbox, PlayStation, Steam, Steam Deck, whatever they're doing, they're playing you're playing against the world. Because it's not unfairly balanced, there's no keyboard mouse issues. There's controller based. So yeah, it's good stuff. Right on. About you, Tyler. What have you been up to, man? Um so there's a place called Archers in Harden that is a front for Mr. Beast Burger. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I, didn't I was know very this. surprised. Like, oh, you look on the Mr. Beast app. It's all these big cities. Where else can you get Mr. Beast Burger? Harden, Kentucky. Wow. Wow. Okay. So the kids were all excited, and I paid a shit ton of money to go have burgers. Like in gas at, or just like at the restaurant? At the restaurant. How much was for it? All of, for all of us to Was get, it Beast? <laughs> it, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. If you could compare it to like 
a fast food burger? Like what? What? Like are we in like in a steak and shake range or like a Five Guys or Culver's? I put uh, I put it at like a Culver's range. Okay, all yeah. right, that's good. That's but a it was good like burger for all of us to get like burgers and fries and a drink. It was like eighty dollars. That tracks. I mean, so Culver's averages for me about ten bucks same, per person. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's like a, a basic, a and that's lot. just because the girls. Yeah, I just my combo was like thirteen dollars. Well, I think just the combo yeah. by itself was thirteen yeah. bucks. I th- in a lot of cases, especially stuff like this, I think the the payoff is the the your judgment on whether or not it was good is inversely proportional to the cost, right? Because yeah. it's like, you know, you've paid eighty dollars, I'm sure, for food that's way better. Yeah. But and, doesn't and mean it wasn't good. So, yeah. It's, yeah. No, it was good. It was. I mean, it was. It was. It was good. Because um, we went out there, it was cool having like all the Mr. Beast burger, like the boxes. I kept. So it's all branded and all that. Yeah, yeah. Cool. They they don't advertise it, so you can only order it on the app mm. at the store. And they have like a big screen TV playing Mr. Beast constantly, and you tell it was a new restaurant that's still up and coming. It was still kind of sparse. They were trying to sit. They were starting to set up an arcade on one side, and then. So if they continue to be successful and keep building, it'll be it'll be nice eventually. But you can tell they're they're just starting out. Yeah. But I can't imagine they're not doing pretty well with the Mr. B stuff because like one, the day they rolled it out, they were like, "Please be patient. We've been getting orders since nine a.m." Wow. And they and they're open five to nine, so they pretty much just prepping to go all day. Wow. So that was it was it was interesting. I'm glad I'm glad to do it. They were all excited. Kenna was really excited. Cool. So. I don't think anybody like loved it. Like, oh my god, I can't wait to do this again. But yeah, so it was. It was you fun. should mention it next week. <laughs> <laughs> Man, let's go get Mr. Beast Burger again. And just gauge everyone's reaction. I'm sure they'll be excited. <laughs> They're probably but... like, oh, okay. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, if that's what sure. you want to do. And then mention it every week. After. <laughs> like I'm obsessed yeah. with it. And then start mentioning his videos and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just start wearing his merch without like <laughs> saying anything to anybody. Yeah, yeah. Play it real cool. You know, I'd like to go support him. Why don't we go have Mr. Beast again? That's three days in a row, Tyler. Yeah, it's for a good cause. It's you have five cause. Mr. Beast trivia facts you dole out it per day. <laughs> Random intervals. I mean, you do know his profit margins are razor thin with what he does. Uh, that's about all that, all that was interesting. That it was just work and that and. That's about it. What about, the, you, what about you, Dave? A lot of multiverses. I play that every day. Yeah. Um, and then I, I started playing uh, Ghost of Tsushima, which is like uh, this game where you play a samurai whose island has been invaded by uh, uh, Mongol raiders. And um, they get essentially his entire clan gets wiped out, but him, and then you go like, it's it's your Rambo, but a samurai essentially. Oh, okay. Um, which makes it sound like a really like um, Ramburai. <laughs> Ramburai <laughs> makes it seem makes the way I describe it makes it sound like a really um, <sighs> bombastic kind of game. But it's all done like in this like uh, Akira Kurosawa like style. And it's like there's even a mode when you start it up where it's like. You choose like how you want to play it, and it'll apply like different filters and stuff. And one of them is the Kurosawa, where it's all in black and white and has like the, you know, like the film grain and yeah. stuff. On it. <clears throat> it's essentially Red Dead Redemption, but if you're talking about mm. samurai films, okay. And so that's kind of the real thing. 
I think it's like two years old. I've been wanting to play it for a while, but like I haven't been able to find it like a good deal on it. Um, and it's on PS Plus, so it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna try that out. Cool. Uh, so yeah, it's open. It's kind of like open world, which I'm kind of. I was feeling fatigue, but I guess because I'm I'm so into this style and you know um, playing it with Japanese dialogue with English subtitles. Um, I mean, it adds this whole other like element to it. It's it's mm. neat. It's neat. Um, there are like they, and they do a whole bunch of stuff where it's like. Uh, you can visit an onsen and soak, and like while you're doing that, you essentially um, you essentially meditate on something, and you can choose what you meditate on. And they don't tell you what it does. Like for instance, um, like I, the last time I went, I could think about either my father or my uncle, and it's like, and they're both like they both have different stories where mm-hmm. it's like your uncle essentially has been. <laughs> Uh, kidnapped by um, the grandson of uh, Genghis Khan. Oh. Uh, so, because uh, he launched this invasion on, on the island. It takes place in like the 1200s. Um, so, he's, so you can either think about him who's captured, or you can think about your father, whom you, the main character feels like he is responsible for his death. Ah. So it's like... Um, there are like there are different options, and then depending on what you do, they give. I'm assuming it's different. Maybe it's illusion of choice, but I thought about my uncle and like got max my max HP increased. Oh, okay. Um, there are spots where you can like there are spots in the world like in nature where um, you can write a haiku, and so like the haiku is kind of like this multiple choice thing where it's like you look at your surroundings. And the surroundings have like different spots. Like the one that I did had like, it started out with like earth and sky. I could choose from those. And then when I chose earth, you know, it had a bunch of different options. And each, each point gives you the line in the haiku. So you can kind of like construct this haiku through multiple choice. And so I'm like, okay, this is cool. So once I did that, I got a headband, like a headband of serenity, uh-huh. and uh, the flavor text on it was the haiku that I wrote. Oh, sweet! And it's like, oh man, yeah, this is just kind of like a nice, yeah. a nice little touch. Yeah. So, I, it's one of those where it's like, I, I wish I hadn't slept on it, but on the other hand, it's like, now it's included in the service, and it, it's a lot easier to swallow than like yeah, the, for sure. the sixty bucks. So, cool. Is it really difficult? I don't think it's difficult, no. no. It's not like, um, oh, crap. Now I can't think of the name of um, uh, the, the Dark Souls-esque. I think that's what I, maybe I'm, I think I'm getting confused with that. Uh, I can't remember the name of that one. Um, I, I have it. I never finished it, much like any Dark Souls game. Yeah. I've never finished a Dark Souls game, including Elden Ring, which I really liked. But it's like, I just got to a point where it's like, all right, I'm done. And it's not like even, I mean, Dark Souls I got angry with for sure, but even like Elden Ring was just kind of like, uh, this is like going to take more effort than I want to put into it. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'm just going to put it down for a minute and then, you know, I put it down and start playing other stuff. So, well, still, it's good to not fall into the sunk cost fallacy and just go ahead and like, all right, I'm done. I'm, that's not fun anymore. Time to move on. I mean, it's just, so. a, it, yeah, it's just a different time in my life. You yeah. know, where uh, it's I like, I think that's super. At, at our age, it's super respectable uh, to be able to do that. If I were a teenager and it's like, you know, I'm working um, get, uh, like a minimum wage kind of job and it's like I only get like one game every like month or so. Yeah, I probably would have 
finish it and and continue to enjoy it but i don't know now it's there's just so much i want to play mm-hmm. yeah play watch yeah yeah Read. it's all yeah <laughs> listen to it's all yeah yeah it's a lot it's a lot to like now i get it right like now when i was a kid i never really understood why like my mom didn't really like know what the fuck was going on like as far as like pop culture goes right and um and now I get it. Now it's like you gotta pick and choose, man. I don't I don't know anything about modern music. Nothing. Right, me neither. Nothing. <clears throat> I don't care to either. <laughs> I mean I'd love to, but I just it's just that's the lowest priority thing. And then TV's up from that, and then movies and then video games mm-hmm. at the top. So. so just like when we took Artsy AJ to go see um I don't know why his name, his name just ran out of my ran out of my head. Thor? Tiny Dancer. Elton John. Elton John, thank you. Don't know why. That just <laughs> Tony like, Danza. Tony Danza. <laughs> we just took her to see Tony Danza. We took her to see oh, Elton John. Tony Danza. Because <laughs> most of the time when she's in the car, you know, I'll let her connect to the Bluetooth, and she plays generally older music. Yeah. But when we were in the car, she went to see it. We were asking, you know, how was it? And she was all excited. It was good. A lot of old people there. A lot of old people. <laughs> but then asking her like, oh. Uh, how much are his tickets in comparison? And we were looking at other people's tickets. They're like, God, like Doja Cat's like five hundred dollars a ticket. She's like, Oh my God, I would die if I got to see Doja Cat. I was like, Over five hundred dollars? Yes. You like her more? Yo, oh, yes. Yeah, she's so much better than Elton John. Oh, um, I, like I mean, I like uh, Doja Cat, but I don't know if she's don't, better than Elton John. Yeah, at that point, I was like. <laughs> Have you been knighted yet? I mean, <laughs> dude was knighted because of his gifts with music. So, so it's like I'm gonna remember this moment. I'm gonna crystallize this in my memory. And when you're 30, I'm gonna bring it up again. <laughs> we got to go see Elton John in Las Vegas uh, in his last show uh, at the at Caesar's Palace. Uh, it was awesome. It was a great show. This was. Many many years at ago. the Coliseum. Uh, no, well, it was Did in that the, exist. It was in the theater in Caesar's Palace. Oh, okay, it was inside the hotel and the showroom in there. Big big showroom. <laughs> Seats in the balcony where we were were really crammed together. They really try to pack as many bodies in there as they can. But it was a really good show. So yeah, if she liked if she got to see Elton John. Before he stopped touring, before he stops doing his thing, that's a that's a big deal. Yeah. We yeah, we yeah. managed to do that for the Rolling Stones, although they're still going strong. Elton John and we were going to try to get to see Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers until Tom Petty passed away. Mm. So that was that was Tanya's kind of bugaboo. She always wanted to see him. But yeah, yeah, that's a good, seeing Elton John live is a thing. That's a good one. Yeah. But I I will eat my words if I take my granddaughter to see like Doja Cat's farewell tour. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but you guys want to, you guys want to talk about the game? Yeah. Want to move on? Yeah. You want to take a little break? Yeah, we'll take, and a little come break back and take a little break. Talk about talk Final about Fantasy VI. Second half of Final Fantasy VI. The world, of, the world ruin. of ruin.
All right. Now we're back and let's talk about some Final Fantasy six. Well, let's see. So I think last we talked about the box art last episode of just Mog. We did. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the box art fits this half of the game better than the first half. Just because Mog has more screen screen time. Screen time. Uh, then it's just you know darkness. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess the Japanese box art more uh, reflects the uh, first half of the game because that's a white box with uh, like the silhouette of I think Tara riding a. Um, oh, yep, Chocobo. No, she's riding a Magitek armor. armor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, if you were to compare the second half of the game to to a movie, what movie would you would you reference it to? I chose a celebrity. Oh, um, or a celebrity, yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with you guys' choices because I'm going to be honest, I did not get to the second half of the game. Ian! I have no what? frame of reference. Ian! So. It's, okay. it's okay. We all, I mean... Playing okay. a lot of multiverses. We what do knew you want it. From me? <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm faking shot. I'm, I'm riding shotgun on this one, guys. Uh, I chose uh, Kevin Costner because uh, he was in so many post-apocalypse movies, I feel like, <laughs> okay. uh, when, when I was a, a child. Uh, and yeah. the world of Ruin is definitely post-apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Um, now, he wasn't in good ones. <laughs> uh, he was in Waterworld and Postman. Uh, Loved Waterworld. Which, look, I haven't seen either. So oh, when I okay. say that he wasn't in good ones... Not, I don't know. Not well received. But I know critically well received. Yes, ones. a people, bunch of people have told me it's not good. But then I've heard, I've had I've had conversations where people are like you know Waterworld's actually a pretty good. It's movie. it's really <laughs> good, and I think the reason it gets kind of shat upon is because they went b- balls out with the cost of the movie, which at the time was like the for the longest time was the most expensive movie ever made, mm-hmm. and it did not do well for. Ooh. And I think people just sort of latched on to that as being a failure. But by and large, I fucking love that movie. So good choice. Kevin Costner. All right. <laughs> Number one on the board. If you're using Waterworld-esque Kevin Costner movies, I'm sorry I didn't get to the second half of this. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Tyler? Uh, I had to go with Mad Max. I almost went with Mad Max, yeah. Just because they're still like... Weird forms of technology here and there. There are different factions and groups and cults and a guy strapped to a truck playing guitar. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the front of a truck strapped with elastic bands. Yeah. But what about what about a Corey Feldman movie? Uh I chose Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, in which of course Corey Feldman plays Donatello. Um and I chose it because in the world of Ruin, you can finally get four imps in your party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess technically you could in the world of balance, but you can get four imps in your party, and imps in this game look like Kappa, which look like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially on the character screen. Yeah, right. you're right. <laughs> I chose 2013, no, 20, yeah, 2013's Shaun of the Dead ripoff. The Zombie King. I, you know what? <laughs> I saw that movie listed, but I didn't. What? What is it? Do you I know? watched the trailer. So it's Edward Furlong and and uh, Corey Feldman. Oh, okay. And it's a very. It was like weird in that it really ripped off Shaun of the Dead. Like there are two characters that look. They have British accents. Only uh, the 
the guy who isn't uh, Simon Pegg. I can't remember Nick his Frost. Nick Frost. Nick Frost. Instead, it's like this dude that's a milkman. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's very so, – so I guess Edward Furlong and Corey Feldman are – like sentient zombies in the zombie apocalypse. So they're sort okay. of commanding the zombies against this Shaun of the Dead-esque team. And it looks super terrible compared to like Shaun of the Dead came out in 2004. Yeah, it's an old movie. And it's... Sadly. Blows away everything about this 2013 movie. <laughs> Shaun of the Dead was really good. Oh, so yeah. good. Yeah, it, was. it breaks my heart to think about how old it is because it's like, it makes me in turn feel very old we watched jurassic park oh, um, god i know and dude i haven't watched jurassic park in so long and i remember like it was like henry this movie came out 20 uh, 30, 30 years ago yeah. <laughs> yep yeah. son this is the pokemon movie it came out uh. <laughs> <laughs> i remember seeing that in the theater my yep. girlfriend really giving me shit about that <laughs> i remember all my friends we all went to go see it it was great <laughs> I didn't get my Mew card though. Oh, I didn't bummer. have any. I think I was. I think I was like alone in the theater. Uh, I don't think there were there were not very many people there, but I don't know. Hey, it made its mark. Politicians are still quoting it today. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. So uh, three good three good things about the world of ruin. Three good things. Um, so I think the dungeons in the world of ruin are really good. I think the mm. dungeons in the game in general are very good. I, I know I touched on that last time, but I mean, in the world of ruin, you get, uh, Alzer's mansion, which I think yeah, is like a really fun dungeon, cool dungeon where you're going through this like art museum where like the paintings come to life and it's, it's where you reunite with realm, um, phantom sands, which is, uh, where you find go, go, it's the, mm. the dungeon is the inside of a sandworm, like this interdimensional oh, cool. kind of thing. Uh, it, there are some annoying sections, yeah. uh, where, but it's the most like dungeon like, like when you think of like a, like a dungeon crawl from like tabletop. Cause you, it's like one of the few dungeons that has traps where it's like, you've got like a spike wall that like slams down and mm. you have to like find the right position find the holes and stand still yeah. Yeah, yeah and then there are like these bridges where um you know enemies are running back and forth on it and you have to kind of avoid them so it's got like the most i guess platforming elements yeah. that you might like yeah. see in final fantasy 6 it's in that dungeon um and then another one that i think is honestly like maybe one of the best dungeons in JRPG history is Dreamscape, which is Cyan's Nightmare, mm-hmm. um, where you go into Doma Castle that got um, taken over by the Empire where everybody was poisoned. Po- poisoned the right? water, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, you you go through a dungeon where it's essentially Cyan, his, it's inside of his mind. It's his psyche. And like, so you're going through all this stuff, and um, yeah, because the world of ruin, whenever they mix up the statues and rearrange the face of the earth, all the de- de- like demons and shit all all get released. So I think the the dream stooges, yeah, get released, and they they prey on on science psyche. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think it's a really neat. I mean, I think it's a really neat dungeon. I mean, because you go from... It is like a dream. I mean, where it's like you'll exit it's an weird, area, and sense. then all of a sudden you'll be in a completely different area in Magitek armor. 
and then you finish that area, and it's it's all like just... You're in the ghost train, and then... Yeah. You're in the psychedelic uh, M.C. Escher painting right upstairs yeah, and yeah. shit. Yeah. No, it's, it's, so I think it's really I think it's really cool. I think it's too short, because um, it is a short dungeon, but it's like the content in it is is really cool. Where it, it like When I was playing it, I was thinking, man, it would be awesome to play a game that's all like this, where it's like maybe like Chrono Trigger, but instead of time, it's dreams. You know, mm. something something like that, I think, right. could be really, really neat. Yeah, because you find uh, like Earthbound-esque enemies, like the music boxes and girls on big floats and shit, you know, the enemies yep. inside that dreamscape. And then I always, um, I would take Terra, because if you take Terra, you have way more Magitek abilities whenever you're in yeah, the Yeah, I noticed stage, which that. Is weird. I didn't do that on purpose, but Terra in this one, I played this playthrough, mm-hmm. I played as her a lot. Yeah. And I think I remember always taking Yumaro in there too. I don't know really? why, but I feel like he was always more successful. Immune to dream magic. <laughs> I, I don't know. It always felt like he was a lot better. <laughs> no, I, I, hey, man. There is no wrong answer in Final <laughs> Fantasy VI. Uh, let's see. I've got how much I liked the the dark tone and the storytelling that happens in this because everything it shifts. And another, my second good point would be that it goes nonlinear. Yeah. In that you know you have they hold your hand for just a little while, and then it, it opens up. And it's like, well, you got to get Kefka. Nothing else has happened in the world, so gather all the resources you think you need and go after him. And even in the first half, I mean, it's. It's the world of balance is directed, but I mean it's not like you're on a on rails. Yeah. I mean the story the story is you have to do the story beats in a certain order, but you do get the airship, uh, and then can like do um, any kind of you can do velt grinding mm. as fun as that is for everybody, <laughs> um, and and all that. I guess I just I don't want to paint for someone who hasn't played it. I don't want to paint it as like Final Fantasy thirteen. Where it's oh, like, yeah. where, where it's like, it's this linear experience until like. Oh yeah, not not at all. I think Final Fantasy, of all the Final Fantasies I've played, thirteen is by far the most linear in yeah. dungeons and storytelling and everything. Yeah, uh, and I understand why, sort of. You know, they made it where the story made sense for it to be so linear, and you avoid everything. But yeah, no, this is. In linear, and just like you have the progressive story points, but you can yeah go around, see side stuff, grind, get the ex- get all the extras, uh, and then the ending. This is one of my favorite endings of any video game ever. Like the ending, ending, like yeah. after you defeat yeah, Kefka yeah, yeah, yeah. and they yeah, do yeah. that, they're escaping from the dungeon as it's falling apart yeah. while they're doing all these story the vignettes. The scroll and, and their names and yeah. And especially at that time period, it blew everything else Oh, yeah. Away. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, I'd never seen anything no, remotely like totally. that. totally. Absolutely. It does sound, from what I've heard and from what I experienced, this one was way ahead of its time. Oh, I mean, God, I can yes. see how it set a standard that few have, I guess, achieved, yeah. you know? That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I love the Earthbound ending in that you can re-explore the whole world it's and things awesome. change. And, and re-talk to NPCs and, and all, stuff. Everything's and, right? different. It's different. It's great. And that's cool, but it's a very different... It's 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 a, a twist on an ending in an Earthbound way. This is more the traditional ending of a game, but just epic. This is cinematic. Ep- yeah, yeah, and yeah. A, and it is like... All games do this now. Not all games, but most games do this now, where it's like a lot of games now tell a story, unless it's 
like a multiverses right. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like the the single player experiences, those big budget single player games tell stories. And like, I agree, man. Like the the ending to this one was like one of the first that felt like it was tying up loose ends and like bringing really bringing the story to a mm-hmm. close, as opposed to someone coming out and being like, "Thank you for saving the day." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> magic Bye. is magic is good now. Thank you. Thanks for playing. You, you feel magical strong swelling in your body. Right. Try again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I had a couple other good things that, and th- like this one ties in to the ending is that I think the music uh, oh. uh, the, the whole game is amazing. Um, just that harsh piano as soon as you step out as Celeste. Yeah, and like uh, all of the, all of the music seems very fitting, and like they do a really good job in that in the ending where it's a it's a medley of like all the characters' themes um, that are that are tied together, mm. and it's like the ending's like how long is the ending? I mean, it's long. It's yeah, like, it's like 20, twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like it's really long. Yeah. Uh, and um, the hidden characters, all the hidden characters are in the world of ruin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say all of them, but I guess there's only two really. I guess technically every character in the world of ruin yeah. is a hidden character. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> except three of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like uh, specifically, Gogo, uh, the mimic, and uh, Umaro, uh, the Yeti. And I read that you were originally there was a way to get. Umaro in the world of balance. Really? But they, 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 they cut it because there's like, it, it opens up at some point, but there's like a cave behind Narsh. Yeah, you can see him in Narsh, yeah. Yeah, so like there was a way to recruit him before, but instead they went ahead and just did, you know, walled that, walled that off and then and cut Interesting it. that they yep. did that. Huh. Yep. Uh, I had to stretch for three bad things. If you want to talk about bad things or if you have more, if you have more good things. I mean, I can go endlessly on about the good things. I mean, I do want to hear your bad things, and then maybe we circle back around okay. to good, more good things. Uh, one thing I wish, because you have all the characters recruit in the world of balance, and then you just go find them again in the world of ruin, plus the two hidden characters that don't have any <laughs> any story. I would have yeah. liked to have seen a a, a new story character just in the world of ruin. Somebody cool. who was impacted in that, that you weren't a returner. Somebody who's like, like lost a, something else. A fresh character that yeah. was affected by that. Yeah. yeah. And then they come along and then not just your same group of nine returners or, or whatever. You yeah. didn't resurrect General Leo? <laughs> or Bannon. <laughs> 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 now does, what happens to Bannon? I, I, that's the thing. Like I remember there being... We don't really know, do we? Because no. like, I looked it up. Because I was like... I got I, When I finished the Pixel Remaster, I was like, what happened to Bannon? So I go to the internet, and people are like, he died. And I was like, where does it... When does that happen? Yep. I don't remember him dying. Does some character be like, Bannon died? <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember... Where did I see this? When I was doing some research, like when we did the World of Balance, somebody discussed that there was like cut dialogue somewhere that made it make a whole lot more sense. So like, while you don't see any returners, you don't see Bannon, you don't see anything like that. And, you know, there's one, one, M, you know, empire soldier and, you know, in the world of ruin. Right. Um, but yeah, I would have, I would have liked something else with that. So, like, well, we already gave him Duncan Sprite, so we got to kill Bannon. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I agree. Some resolution would be, would be nice yeah. considering that there is a quest in the game that you can game over if, 
he dies. <laughs> you know? So theoretically, he's alive somewhere because right. the game continues. Yeah. <laughs> Bandit is our constant. <laughs> uh, and then me just, I mean, stretching and being nitpicky, like there's no boss in the Phoenix cave. It kind of feels strange in that, like, yeah, you just walk around. There's one of the Crusader dragons in there at the end. Right. But you just, like, walk in there, and there's Locke. He's like, oh, hey, here's some treasure. Let's go. Like, it just felt, for such a cool dungeon where you split up, I feel like it was kind of lit, and I would have liked to see something different. Yeah. And then I um, also found that there's some change dialogue that, for the U.S. version, that changed Locke a lot. So they refer to him as a legendary treasure hunter. Well, in the Japanese version, because he's hunting from the get-go, he's hunting a legendary treasure that can revive the dead, and he hears it somewhere inside the Empire. So that's why he joins the Returners to get inside the Empire to try and find the legendary treasure that brings back the dead. So like, it's not like he's just some petty thief. No, no, no. He's hell-bent. His existence where everything is trying to find this one legendary treasure. But the U.S. spins that into, you know, he's a, he doesn't go home a thief, but he's pretty much just a thief. He'll take anything. He'll do whatever. But that's that's not the core <laughs> character. And I, I really wish they had kept that core character. They, they eventually add it back in, but you don't really hear from it at all, you know, very bits and pieces until the world of Ruin. Yeah, I was about to say I, I don't I don't remember because it's been so long since I played the SNES version, but I do recently having played the Pixel Remaster. I, I know there are several NPCs who who maybe don't outright say what you just said, but they do allude to the fact that you know he's looking for an artifact. Uh, and I think even in the World of Balance, someone says that. Uh, and then later in the in the World of Ruin, they mention that he's looking for something to bring bring back the dead. Mm-hmm. And, and like, you get to see Rachel in Cohillington whenever you go by. Right. But like, it's always like, why is he with the Returners? Like, everyone has a good reason, but his isn't explicitly explained. <laughs> yeah. But I, I would have liked to have seen that, like, oh, it's hidden in the Empire. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I know at one point they mentioned the someone. I, man, this really makes me want to go back and like see what it says in the, the SNES version. But like in the world, of, I remember in the world of balance, I remember someone, and it stuck out to me. And maybe it's because I don't didn't remember it, but someone saying something about a treasure, and they don't. But maybe they don't mention Locke. They mentioned there's a treasure in Vector, uh, okay, um, yeah, yeah. or some kind of like artifact in Vector. Yeah. See, I like that. I would, I would have liked more connect the dots to those, but apparently, like, there was a lot lost in the translation, like a lot. Yeah, for sure. There's a whole great. I don't know. I don't know if you were. I don't know where you found them online, but I mean, there's there are a whole bunch. There's like there's a site dedicated to the the translation. I've got I've got some of them. Some cool, interesting trivia. Uh, let's see. I would have liked. Well, there's not really any new Zozo content besides. You go on the mountain behind it for a second and fight a dragon, but and find Cyan. <laughs> yeah, but I would have liked some like core in the city content of like a demon king sets up shop in Zozo mm. where all the criminal element is, or, or or something. I would have liked to have seen this cool <laughs> place they established that even after the end of the world, it remains exactly the same. Like, why would it still remain rainy and dark in Zozo? Like, get, I'd like to see something a little something else. Yeah. Because uh, everywhere, everywhere else changes pretty radically. Yep. And the ghost train. 
So the world has ended. Tons of people have died. Like, give me the ghost train, like, gone fucking ballistic. Give me something with that. <laughs> give like, me multiple ghost trains. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. Or see the ghost train turn into, like, the pandemonium summon from eight. Like, yeah. some big monstrous overloaded with fucking souls. You know, some, something more with the ghost train. Post-apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, well, we destroyed it. <laughs> it, it, it. <laughs> I mean, it destroyed it. The ghost train's ghost train. <laughs> Suplex that motherfucker. I'm pretty sure it's destroyed. <laughs> and then, um, just especially in the world of ruin, some of the <clears throat> the I think you mentioned it last time. Magic just makes everyone kind of homogenous. Like some of the skills, yeah. I feel like the pixel remaster did a did a better job of it. But some of the skills really lose their potency if they ever had it in the first place in the world of ruin like yeah. tools you get chainsaw so early it definitely drops off in its effectiveness like compared to Sabin's bum rush or phantom rush which still i don't think honestly i don't think his blitzes are i mean i think they're great yeah in the world of balance in the super nintendo version where you can do fire dance the moment you get him he's amazing but yep. like i don't know man even even like at the near the end of the world of balance, I was like, I don't know about these blitzes. <laughs> I just ended up I now that I could actually perform Bum Rush reliably, like I used the shit out of him whenever I was doing because his he did a lot more damage than everybody else for a minute. Like yeah. completely eclipsed the Edgar's chainsaw. Like Oh, absolutely. And you only get what, like the air anchor? In the world of ruin, like in Kefka's dungeon, I yeah, think. there should have been yeah. something, something to make Edgar more more reliable. Something, some other kind of tool, some kind of ancient technology he could have found, like something to make tools better than it was. Yeah, like he's, he really falls off. That's why I made him my dragoon. I know that you made Mog your oh, dragoon, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I felt like the tools. It got to a point where the tools were not worth it. Yep, and I just gave Edgar the dragoon boots and the dragon horn. And now you're a dragoon. Now you now all you do is jump. If I played with the, just the three characters, that's absolutely what I would do too. Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't know if it mattered or not, but you know his physical strength being higher than Mog's that was like another one. And it was, but I mean, I don't know, man. I I never really understood how Mog's dances worked until I didn't I didn't mm-hmm. realize until we recorded last when we did the World of Balance that like. If you were trying to do a dance that was like geographically opposed to yeah. the to where you were, that the that it had any bearing on the percentage of it working. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I thought his his dances were more powerful. I used them way more than ever until I got the dragon horn. Then yeah. then it was just like nope, no yeah. more. I like having him as a magician. I I know you went a different route mm-hmm. this time, but I I went my standard route where it's like everyone learns Ultima. This is how we do mm-hmm. it. This is the drill. Everyone <laughs> learns Ultima. Uh, although I didn't do it as early as I normally do. I got to right before the final dungeon. And as much as I like, I don't know, didn't want to like achievement hunt or anything, I knew there was an achievement for getting everyone to level 50. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, we're doing this every- anyway. Everyone learns Ultima. Everyone learns Ultima. <laughs> that makes sense. So, I, I mean, I thought about going back and just trying to get all the achievements of just just out of love for the game. I'm not doing. I'm uh, not doing Setzer's. I'm not doing what I can't remember what. Uh, you have luck, to get Joker Doom yeah, or whatever, yeah. where everyone dies. Yeah, but like the chances of that are so. I mean, you'd have to. 
there had to be some version of the pause trick in order to in not order to go insane. Trying I, to do I got it, but it didn't count. But I got it during auto battle because in the Pixel Remaster you can do auto battle. Yeah, and it. I remember it being like. What the fuck just happened? Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, Joker Doom. That, like, never happens. And then nothing popped for me. Oh, so. That's bullshit. So I think it actually has to be, like, you inputting the, the ability oh, and that all that. That fucking sucks. Because I did notice, like, when it was on auto battle, mm-hmm. Setzer was, like, popping off, man. I mean, oh, getting, really? like, all kinds of shit. <laughs> well, it's like me doing it manually. It's just like, you know, yep. fucking moogoo moogoo, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, let's see. Yeah, because like sketch, sketch, even even enemies that I knew were vulnerable to it, it still sucked. Yeah. Uh, Runic yeah. is awesome sketch in the world bad. of balance, but I then know, loses dude. its loses. Whenever yeah. one has magic, you're just absorbing your teammates' it's magic. It's a liability at that yeah. point. Yeah, you're you're working completely against yourself. loses it. Uh, yeah, those are my those are my bad, and I'm really stretching to find yeah. bad things. Yeah. Totally. That's just me making up shit I wish was there as opposed to complaining about in-game content. Right. That's, right. Yeah, that's there There's nothing wrong with yeah. it. Yeah, except for, you know, yeah, just the characters, the abilities becoming shooting over time. Well, I can bitch about the Coliseum. Oh, okay, that's fair. Uh, that's, on my, that's on my list of bad. It's not like a horrible... It doesn't ruin the game or anything, mm-hmm. but the Coliseum... Kind of sucks. I the hope way, you got go-go. The way you, yeah, <laughs> the way you have to game it in order to get anywhere. Because the way the Coliseum works is it's a 1v1 battle. So it's like you choose one character that you have, and they fight a monster solo. So far, that sounds awesome to me. I'm like, yeah, this is great. Uh, but then the catch is uh, you do not control that character in battle. And their choices are suboptimal. Yep. Very suboptimal, mm. where it's like um, you may as well be rolling the thing at the end of Price is Right. Just yep. come on, one dollar. Just hit, just fight. Yep. All you got to do is hit the fight <laughs> option. Come on now, imp. Shit. Yep. And it's like what bothered me. It bothered me more this playthrough on the Pixel Remaster, and I don't know. I didn't compare the reload times, but it would just irritate me where it's like, we, this is, this feels literally random unless I go in and like, and which is what you have to do. You have to go in knowing how to beat that monster and then tool that character to, um, the a very specific way where it's like, you know, you give them daggers that insta kills if it hits mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, that's great. But, <laughs> another part of another problem with it is you don't know what you're going to fight unless you've already bet an item. The way the Coliseum works is you go in, you bet an item and that item that you bet determines what you fight. Oh, so it's like, unless you have a strategy guide or something, you're just fucking like, I don't, I guess I'll try this item. I'll bet this item, see what happens. So you don't really, Unless your save's coming. Because, like, if you bet an item and you lose, it's fucking gone. Yep. Yep. And so it's a, I feel like on the Super Nintendo, maybe it didn't bother me because I could just hit reset, load, but it, took, it takes longer in the Pixel Remaster yep. to the point where it's like, you guys should have put something in. Like, you should put a Coliseum button in this <laughs> game. Where it's just like, oh, man, did you lose totally from random fucking chance? And that's the only, <laughs> this is, you bet the only item, the, the only one in the game? <laughs> kind of <Yeah>. deal. 
Um, yeah, I it again. It's not a game. It it doesn't make the game suck. But it, Tyler, it's like you, like or you're talking about like things where like they that could have been enhanced. The Coliseum, oh, yeah. the Coliseum could have been enhanced. Because I was reading, because whenever I was first going through and um, looking at items to get, because you know I got Lightbringer and stuff like that that I that I normally do. Yeah. And then, but I was looking at what are some good tactics? Because I happened to like I just chose Mog. Mog happened to do the perfect dance that you know killed the <laughs> killed the enemy. Um, that made him immune. Like it just happened. Just crazy luck worked out. That yeah. I got Lightbringer for Mog dancing. Yeah, but, that is pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but looking up all the tactics and the monsters and what you could do, like everybody's like, okay, you have to play the game knowing you're gonna bet at the Coliseum. So yes. when you get Shadow, never teach Shadow magic. Don't ever right. do it. Yeah. He won't. The the only thing that you won't do is use items. So his throw. He won't use throw yep. item. He won't use items. You don't teach him magic. All he's gonna do is fight. Yep. And he's got. He's good at it. He's got a high attack. You give him a Genji glove, two whatever variable weapons. Like he's he's pretty good to go. But you'd have to fucking play like that. Yeah. Or use Go Go because you can just set his stats. Right. Or his abilities. Or his abilities. Yeah. But his stats are terrible. Bad. They're yeah. so bad. They're really so bad. like, you have to really work on Go Go to make him a Coliseum machine. Yeah. Umaro works sometimes, but not all the time, yep. you know, and it's, yeah, it, it, it just kind of sucks when it's one of those where it's like, cause I worked at the Coliseum in the pixel remaster and it was like, boy, this is my least favorite part of the game mm-hmm. right here because you can get really good items from it. Which, you know, it's weird since I played this game so much. It's like, you, I need these items. You don't. You don't. <laughs> yeah, They're just yeah. super powerful, but it's like, it's hard to not get them. And, yeah. and you know. Because there's, because uh, I didn't laugh out loud because they changed it on the names of stuff from the original The Pixel Remaster. Yeah. So at one point I had Shadow with the Genji Glove dual wielding Sakura and Sasuke. <laughs> 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 it's like, all right, I see what you did, see what you did there. Square, okay, okay. Because <laughs> instead of hardened, it was called Sasuke, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Um, let's see. Do you have any other points, good and bad, to hit? Um, I mean, I feel like we've covered all like, the good and bad. I mean, I've got like really fond memories of this mm-hmm. recent playthrough. I've got fond memories of like the game itself, but like... This was a game where it was like I was playing in the bedroom and like Nikki would watch and she would comment and Henry would come in and like ask questions about the damage. And it's like, I'll never forget. Like he loved, he loved the dragon boot, dragon horn combination where he loved like trying to guess how many times the, <laughs> the, yeah. they would jump. Uh, and you know, when it was like four, the max, he was like, it's the max. And so, I mean, like <laughs> it was a really, it was a really great experience, like exp- in a, in a different experience. Cause I've never experienced the game like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was, it, it was just one of those where it's like, man, this just made this game. I already love like so much better. It hit different. Um, yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah. yeah, it totally did. Well, Tyler, I know this this brought you into the world of, you know, live streaming yep. and you started yep, yep. doing that as a result of this game and have, had, you, had you been getting pretty good attention with that? Yeah, um, yeah, especially the first few. Um, but of course my first few streams, I look like dog shit in that corner cuz I had no I had mixed my camera, I had not marked right. my green screen. 
But around like, because I think I, I try to go about two hour sessions. Once I think I did like a little over four, um, which I need to make sure I always do under four because I'm trying to clip stuff out of the streams to put on TikTok. But the service I'm using, if it's more than four hours, it just it kicks it out. So yeah. I got to make sure I do under four. But I basically thirteen. If I quantify them down to two hours, like thirteen sessions, and I was able to beat this game all on stream. I did a little grinding in the Veld off, uh, but no more than like an hour. Cool. Um, so yeah, thirteen thir- equivalent to thirteen two-hour sessions. Beat this game. Uh, yeah, good reception. Everybody loved it. That's why I promoted my last two videos on TikTok where I'm fighting Kefka. So those those have gone over really well. People seem to like those. I actually watched that video on TikTok. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. It was cool. <laughs> so, but I, I love that this game that came out in like 94 that I had probably played in like 96 or 97. Like now I'm 38 in 2022 and I'm still finding ways to enjoy this game like tells you how what a fucking masterpiece it is so i yeah dave so i'm i mean i'm with you 100 percent. there's always that they found a way to still retell and use this core game to keep going it's it's awesome yeah and i think it's a testament that this game is like speaks to a multiple different ages and multiple different groups i mean like I, i i think that's my big takeaway from it is like there are a lot of games that I'll revisit and be like, man, I still love this game, but I don't know. This one is like, oh, this is still relevant to me, you know, as opposed to like, I don't know, like, as much, I love Super Mario World. Super Mario World's a fantastic game, but it like doesn't, that's not a game that like Henry would ask me questions about, you know what I mean? Right. But like, it's not deep. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Let's see, I had a few more, like, um, I do, you got the option at the beginning when you're Celeste, which I love that Terra is the hero of the first half of the game and Celeste is the hero of the second half of the game. Uh, I love that because I think Celeste, Terra has a really good story to tell, but kind of once it's told, there's not a ton of nuance behind it. Right. Although I do love what they do with her in World of Ruin, but... Yeah, Celeste. Yeah, she finds her. She finds her love. She love, finds yeah. out what her what love means. She gets yeah. her humanity, right? Yeah. And then Celeste is just struggling with sort of the same thing, just a few different shades. In that, you know, her whole world, her childhood, everything she was told to do, flipped upside down. Uh, I do like in the she got in one little fight. <laughs> General Leo got scared. <laughs> that in uh, on the floating continent. That Emperor <laughs> Gestal like proposes like, well, hey, how about you guys just start making babies? You and Kefka make my whole magic, make my whole magical army. It's like that's a good dose of creep. But Sid, I feel like the most story appropriate. You can save him, but it's really more story appropriate if Sid if he dies, right? Uh, because it almost turns into like a. You know, Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, there's not enough room on this door for both of us sort of scenario where he's like, here, take my raft. I'll just stay here, a lonely old man forever, (laughs) you know, as opposed to him dying. And then Celeste finds the note and finds the raft and, you know, tries to commit suicide, fails and decides, well, maybe there's something to live for and sets off. Yeah. Yeah. Because she sees one of the the doves. Yep. Yeah. And then let's see... uh, Okay, so shadow, so shadow, all in all, 
Um, I remember as a kid just being really frustrated and mad, and now kind of seeing the more the nuances and the depth to his to his story, especially that uh, it kind of comes out more if Shadow, because on the floating continent, spoilers that the floating continent you can jump off uh, before Shadow gets there and Shadow dies, dies on the floating continent. When He's in the game no more. Yep, dies dies. But if he dies. You can do the same thing that you would do with Shadow to get his dreams with Realm, and there is one Realm dream, and that sort of that exposes another little side you wouldn't normally know about right. Shadow's story, where Realm remembers being really little, asks where Papa's going, uh, and on his way out, he's telling Interceptor, "You have to have a peaceful life. If I'm here, she can't. I mean, because he is. He's stolen a million gil. He is a." super wanted criminal. Right. So he's just going to inflict damage by being around. So then, you know, I get that new... Of course, as a kid, I've been like, fuck that, it's fine. Like, now, as a father, it's like, I see that where you'd want to try to make a decision like that, how hard it would be and how much you torture yourself and how because of that decision where he's on the boat with Tara and tells her... Some people have to kill their emotions to survive. Right. And that's what I've done. So in order to make peace with that decision to abandon his daughter, killed his emotions. So then, you know, when you get more of his story and his dreams, and then how and and once you recruit him back, and he's like, Well, all I can do is fight, and I guess Kefka is the ultimate test of my fighting ability. So when you kill Kefka and everybody's fleeing, he's like Nothing else for me, and he stays on the island and and dies. Yeah, I don't like that ending for him, because uh, like that makes me that makes me not like him. And oh, it's yeah. like, yeah, because I'm not saying that I don't like the writing, but it's like, I, I mean, I can't. I don't know, man. It's like this is your like this is your this is your chance now. Mm-hmm. There's your daughter. Uh, it's the fucking apocalypse. I don't think anyone's going to care there, about that money. There's no empire Plus, coming after you. you have more than that now. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, man. Why don't you get on that airship and fucking be a dad for once? Yeah. So yeah, that made me kind of... And it's like he's the other side of the coin to Cyan because it's like Cyan's yep. fucking family dies and it's like that's all he wants back. And it, to me, Shadow was just like, eh, the world's, I mean, eh, we fixed See, it. I didn't even think about that nuance, but you're right. He is absolutely the foil to Cyan. And we, they don't, I don't think they even have any interaction. No, they really, I don't really think that they do either outside of like the, you know, when you first meet, mm-hmm. if, if Shadow's with you when you yeah, first meet A mercenary Cyan. and someone bonded to, you know, a lord. You know, right. So you've got the opposites in like almost every way. Yeah, I really, I really... I forgot that that's how Shadow's Tale ends in this game. Mm-hmm. And when I like re- when I watched it, I was like, "You f- motherfucker! Mm-hmm. You're kind of you're kind of the worst." <sighs> yeah, because I mean, you, this you're just fucking throw you lived you fucking tortured yourself for how fucking long? You're just gonna throw it away at the end just to be fucking badass, I guess. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, you're. Your daughter is the most powerful spellcaster in the in world. the world, especially the, the, girl who's, the girl who's half Esper and the one who was infused with the blood of a thousand dead Espers. Your daughter's more powerful because <laughs> I remember yeah. getting them and checking all their magic stats and being oh, like, yeah. "Holy shit, yeah, Realm is so much more powerful." Realm's magic is out 
out the fucking roof, man. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, but something I'd never seen, I had never seen Realm's Dream because I'd all I'd only ever played this game with Shadow Living. Even yep. like when I was in middle school, I remember there nothing was really spoiled, but like that was like the that was the advice that was given when someone borrowed Final Fantasy Three was wait at the floating continent, wait. And you're like, what do you mean? You're like, you'll understand. And it's like, okay. So I never saw Realm's dream, but thanks to the magic of YouTube now, I got to see it. And one of the things I love about it is like it's goes back to back with one of Shadow's dreams. Because he has four dreams. Realm has one. And they kind of like you said, flesh out mm-hmm. his story. Um one of Shadow's dreams picks off right from when he leaves. It's like Realm's dream ends, and then one of Shadow's uh, uh, dreams begins, and it's him leaving town and telling Interceptor to to go back. Um, I just think that's I just think that's cool. I think it's like very like a memento way of like telling a story in a pre-memento world. Well, speaking, you know? speaking of memento, <laughs> yeah. So Realm. And inside, when you get Realm and you go up and there's like a chest or whatever in her room and you get the memento ring. Right. So it's like her mother's ring that prevents against all sorts of status effects. Yeah. It's great. Uh, But only her and Shadow can wear it. Right. So, but you can get a second memento ring inside Cyan's dream by stealing it from Rexall, which I get that another bad point that Rexall fight. (laughs) Fucking hate it. This is the first time I've ever actually had to do it the way it was intended and it fucking sucks shit. <laughs> please, always, go, please go on. Well, because before I would always, it was the only boss I did it to the entire game in the in the SNES version. Vanish, X-Zone. Oh, I see. Instant death is the way I always took care of that fight. I heard it's shitty, do that and get rid of it. So I did. So just now, online was the only way I've ever done it the right way. And even then I had to be like, Zal, how the fuck do I? What am I doing wrong? <laughs> I think Zal and, and and Chris told me how to do it because he will at the beginning he's at his little Rexall mites or whatever, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna possess one of you," and he disappears. And that's it. You keep killing those things; they keep respawning. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Well, you have to kill your party members to force him out, but you have no idea what party member he's in. And then you have a very short timer once he's out before he repossesses them. So you're trying to resurrect that party member so they can do damage because you're down to three instead of four. I fucking, I fucking hate that fight. <laughs> it was long and it was fucking stupid. Yeah. I, worst boss fight in the game, in my opinion. I never had, I've never had a problem with it, but I feel like I've always beat him like incredibly fast. Uh, like uh, the one I always have problems with, and the one I had a problem with again. Is Fumbaba. Uh, like that one, like where it's, if I'm not fighting something with a full party, I fucking cannot stand it. I hate it. Um, and it's like you have to do that and, and, and randomize because yeah. it sneaks random people away. God. And yeah, so that one's always just like, fuck this. Yeah, he, he <laughs> kicked my fucking shit in the first time I fought him. On oh, stream. same. Oh, he, oh, oh, I was about to say, yeah, the very first time I fought him, he definitely did. He, in the Pixel Remaster, I mean, I probably fought him like four fucking times before it was finally like, okay, finally did it. <laughs> By like a thin, like, you know, by yeah. a thin. But I was also kind of like, I did Terra's. I was trying to do hers as fast as possible mm. um, to get Fenrir. Fenrir's fucking yeah, really Fenrir's good one to have. Awesome. Yeah. 
So because I went there, I got Saban, and then I was like, oh, I'll go fight Pumbaba. Nope. No, I did that. No, I that's got fucking that's exactly what I did. Yeah. I did, I did it until I was like, all right, I'll, I'll come back. I'll come back once <laughs> I get Setzer. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it was, yeah, it was bad. Uh, what else? Let's see. I wonder why, because, you know, you hear that Tara's gifted with Magitech, so she has this pendant item. I don't know what the pendant is, why she's so good, why, like, Celeste, who's also another natural magic user, doesn't have the same effects. Uh, you know, what's that pendant? Another, like, sort of a hanging thread. But wait, Celeste isn't a natural magic user. Well, she, like, learns magic. She levels up and learns magic. Oh, right. So that's what I mean yeah. by natural okay, magic. Okay, I got you. Okay. So why wouldn't she have the same sort of affinity with Magitech? What, you know, I, that's something I just wish had been explained. Okay. Um, uh, maybe if, what happens to, does Magitech still function, you know, after the Espers go? In the world of Ruin? Oh, yeah. oh after, at the very uh, end. You don't see anything in the world of Ruin either, just in, just in the dream. Yeah, so in the dream. So, I mean, does Celeste's magic also disappear? What about Guau and Strago? I mean, does anything happen with monsters? Uh, yeah, but I think uh, like the they're the magi, right? And Thamasa. So yeah. it's like, and their magic, I think, existed independently before of, of or the Espers, outside? right? Because oh, okay. they didn't. They were like the war of the magi. Like, I mean, they were the ones who like fought, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm. I mean, I'm looking for reassurance. And, well, because I just remember, you know, looking into it that so. Before the War of the Magi, Warring Triad, they're fighting, and they recruit the, humans. Yeah, the three statues, the, gods, the three right, gods. Right. They recruit humans to their side to fight each other, and those humans become espers. So I don't know if the Warring Triad had also blessed the Magi so they could use magic without being espers. Because you see that, right. that ghost that kills um, Odin is clearly not an esper. He's a sorcerer. Yeah. So that's got to be, you know, to some to some level. So then whenever the Warring Triad disappears and the core of magic is gone, then, of course, Espers disappears. So I guess it could be that I don't all know. that could remain. I mean, I really, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I mean, there's no more story in that world. So, you right. know, it's, it's not to ever know, I guess. Sure. But just something I wish. Or Siegfried. You get kind of some weird stuff with Siegfried. Talks about, you know, this great swordsman, but there's a fake one. So you fight the fake one in the ghost train, but then there's the real one. Who you fight in the Colosseum. Yep. And there's, but there's really nothing, there's nothing else. I right. didn't know if there was some kind of, because Ultros makes mention of him, like, oh, he's going to love this. Like, there's something going on. I don't know. Just something I would have liked to have seen fleshed out a little bit. Sure. But yeah, other than that, I just love this fucking game. <laughs> um, you know, we talked about the ending, and I didn't gripe about what I didn't. I never picked up on this as a kid, but like, you beat Kafka, you go through that fucking awesome ending where it's like they do all the characters escaping the dungeon, and then the world just turns back to normal. Oh yeah, it's blue again. I yeah. never like. <laughs> I don't know why that never fucking dawned on me as a kid, but as an adult, I was like. So it's just not the apocalypse anymore? Like, what? how does that work? Like, does it... They had a Genesis device, like in Star Trek, <laughs> and they just set it off and everything went back was to normal. Mad. Like a restore, was there a restore point? Yeah, like, I mean, They saved it. They but, saved their game before the apocalypse. But, well, yeah, but what the... But, so like, Were the espers the problem the whole time? <laughs> like, the world minus... So the world was balanced when magic was suppressed. Now that magic is... Was this revealed? Ruin. Get rid of magic. Huh? Huh? 
Oh, it's good again. Once again. Magic is the worst. Except for the sages. Except for the sages. <laughs> so there's, I don't know. I guess that, I mean, there's definitely some inconsistencies <laughs> going on, right? <laughs> but yeah, I, I, it was so weird to me that it was like, oh, how did I never fucking notice <laughs> that at the very end of the game, everything turns back to normal, yep. I guess? Like, they don't really, like, give yeah. any, like... I think they're leaning into the happy ending thing. Uh, yeah. They, you know, it's either... If they said, you know, and we have to persevere to bring things back to normal... This just doesn't leave you with the same feel good, I guess. It's, no. it's, everything's great. Everything's green, done. Green fields, yeah. blue oceans. Yeah. I mean, it's like, and it's instantaneous. Yay. And it's like, but what does, Happy. how does the damage undone from like Kefka's uh, light of judgment? Like, I mean, that just, yep. I saw literally tear across cities <laughs> and split like countries in half. Like, <laughs> are they magically reformed? Or like, I just want more yeah. info, you know? Yep. And I felt like a big hypocrite because my big thing I rail against Final Fantasy four is like, Oh, you know, that everyone lives that, you know, it's like everyone dies, makes these great sacrifices. Mm. And then like, at oh, the, oh, no, they didn't at the very end. Yeah. Oh, oh no, yeah. they didn't. And I yeah. got that. I was like, Ooh, I don't like that little tinge of that. I got <laughs> in yeah. Final Fantasy six. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is Shadow's alive. <laughs> <laughs> he could be. And in my mind, he's making fucking waffles for Realm right now. Well, there apparently there's a cut scene where Strago approaches him, where he's like, take off your mask. Yeah. I don't know if that was real. I saw that on YouTube. Is that real? That's what, from what I saw that it was, they, the guy looking the code or whatever, and it, pieces of it were there. The dialogue was there. Yeah. Oh, and then he made it based off of that? Well, I just read that it existed, and it was supposed to be where he has to review, re, remove his mask, he does, and Strago still has an ambiguous reaction. So you still you still wouldn't know. You still wouldn't have confirmation. Right. In Endgame. Yeah. I'm curious about that, because when I saw that, I was like, this like reeks of... A fan made. It could be. Did, did you see? He just on... he, 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 he posted the the cut dialogue options or whatever. I see. So maybe someone just or somebody could have just tapped on a blue screen and be like, "Well, that's what that's what it said." Well, I mean, I didn't. I haven't seen like any of that. So I'm assuming you saw that like on a like on Reddit or like a some kind of forum, YouTube, yeah. where they were talking about all the oh on and stuff. YouTube. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, I'm curious about that because. Um, I, if you'd seen it like on the cutting room floor or something like that, mm. then I'd be like, well, they're rep. That's like a reputable site. Oh, I'd have to look at who it was. I'm curious. But hey, like he showed, there's a there's a pair of sprint shoes at the very beginning of the game. Once you leave Arvis's house, uh-huh. there there is a it's one tile away from where you can reach, but there is a point you can like if you clip in or whatever uh-huh. and check it you get a pair of sprint shoes at the very beginning of the gotcha. game well i mean it sounds like if there's multiples i mean and it sounds like that's legit yeah then. i mean I, I would take that strago thing as a as a legit I think maybe yeah i guess it was just weird to me to see it i've got uh, other other trivia factoids if you're interested yeah of course so shadow has if you take Shadow to Zozo, he has a unique dialogue with Reimu. Yeah, because he's, yeah, and it, I was reading about this yeah. because it's rare to do. You have to, like, oh, what, I imagine it's super hard to do. Not fight. You have to, like, just get to, get to the, to Reimu. Yeah, yeah get, kill everybody and then leave, recruit him, and then run from every battle all the way up. Uh, 
because he'll only have it, I think, if Guo is there. So if Guo and him are there, he'll chastise Ramu for throwing everything away, which is, of course, hypocritical. Right, of course. And then, But if you do it just Guo, Guo has a unique dialogue with Ramu. I didn't know that. Where he talks about how, for some reason, he says, oh, you humans, espers used to be good friends. I'm like, how the fuck do you know that, kid? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, sh- if you take Shadow to the Opera House, he no matter what he leaves in the first act, like he like saying he doesn't like the show. So no matter what he leaves, and you have to fight it with just the two people. Wow. Uh, so Realm Realm has the dream. Sabin gets a scene. If you go once, you get Sabin. If you leave and then go to Duncan's wife, he'll then say, "Hey, I'm sorry, he's dead." Like you'll get a, a little scene where he tells Duncan tells Duncan's wife that Vargas killed Duncan. Um, let's see in the in science in the cave where it's Sabin sign and Guo. If you go up to the right hand, like upper left hand corner, uh, Guo will throw your gold away. Yeah. So he throws away like five hundred gold pieces. If you don't have five hundred gold pieces, he throws something away. Sabin freaks out. Then signs like, oh no, I got it right here. I got <laughs> I kept your pouch. So then huh. you don't actually lose any any money. Do uh, you really lose it? Yeah, you do. I, you I, do I, really I made sure. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, really I never really it. knew, and it was kind of one of those where it was like, I never really bothered to check. Yeah. If, just... you, if you have more than five hundred, you still you lose five hundred. <laughs> but I think uh, the video I set, I watched, said that they did that so it wouldn't have the rollover effect. If you had less than five hundred, throw five hundred away, then you'd have the reverse rollover to infinite gold or whatever. So they yeah. made it to where if this much triggered this sign dialogue. <laughs> Uh, let's see. There was a cut scene where if you lose the snowfield battle, Kefka claims Tritoch, where all the soldiers go up and pick him up and carry him away. Huh. I thought that was cool. That would have been a, that would have been a cool thing, and then uh, die, and then just see like one character in black sit down. Right. Like I would have liked to have seen. Yeah, that. yeah. Uh, so Sabin, Edgar, and Celeste all have the same base sprite. So. If so, it was weird in saying it. So, there's a scene when you first have Setzer, and Setzer it's the scene where Celeste flips the coin. Okay, so if you have Edgar in your party, she goes against the coin from Edgar, and Setzer says something about, Oh, you're even more beautiful than Maria. Both Edgar and Celeste will blush <laughs> because they're the same sprite, oh, nice. so they both blush. Wow. <laughs> That's but funny. That it's is not funny. triggered with Saban. They disable it with Saban, but forgot to with Edgar. So if you have Saban instead of Edgar, he says it, no one blushes. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That's hilarious. Uh, let's see. Setzer comes. He come, this, is, this one's a weird and obscure one. So Setzer, when you get him, he has a bandana equipped. Okay. If you unequip the bandana, he cannot re-equip it. And the guy, the video I was watching said people assume that's because he's jealous of Locke because Setzer wants Celeste. Locke wears a bandana, so once he <laughs> sees Locke with it, he cannot re-equip the bandana. <laughs> uh, the original text I talked about Locke and the legendary power. Crusader are in the Crusader or Jihad in the translation that they are imbued avatars of the warring triad. So that's why they're too powerful, sealed away. They destroy everything in their path. 
they don't look quite the same as the Warring Triad just because they're espers imbued with a fraction of their strength. So it's supposed to be the Warring Triad. And then uh, there's deleted dialogue that would lead you to believe that the Empire just discovered Magitek. Like, just did it just now. So that's why they were experimenting with it with Terra and why they mind-controlled her and why they're just now making the move to conquer because now they have the utility to do it. Sure, okay. So as opposed to being some technology they've mastered or whatever. So, like, we're just on the cusp of that technological breakthrough when the game happens. But that's all I got. All right, cool. Uh, I want to know... Uh, if you were to buy Final Fantasy VI for the Super Famicom mm. used, how much do you think you would pay for it? Because last time we did SNES, so now we're on uh, the other side of the, the globe. So I thought I remembered you saying at some point that the Super Famicom games tend to be a little bit less pricey. They do. Um, and I think in Japan, this was probably a, just in every Everywhere. household. I'm going to say... Uh, this is in dollars or yen? This is in US. 25,000 yen. I'm going to say $15. $15? Tyler, what do you think? $25. 25 bucks. Actual price of Final Fantasy VI for the Super Famicom used, loose, on average, according to PriceShot.com, is $14.59. All right. Oh, there you go. $14.59. I did it. Well, I'm over, but I did it. Uh, do you guys have any achievements for the game? I for this half of the game? I've got three. What you got? My first one is uh, Turok Dinosaur Hunter. <laughs> I unlock that by killing 50 of the T-Rexes and one Brachiosaur. Nice. Who also kicked my shit in every time I fought him. The first time I did, uh, and then I was like, oh, what did I used to do? What did I used to do to defeat these? Oh, right. Ragnarok. Uh, and so oh, just turn him into an item. Yeah, oh. tried me. Yeah, and I had which I mean the the percentage of Ragnarok firing is like two percent, super low. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have Gogo in there to mimic whoever summons Ragnarok up to like four percent. You know, it's <laughs> like, it's still like a work every time. And then if that fails, we're running. Because <laughs> <laughs> the first time, like, because I was trying to fight him, I was like, all right, I'm not I'm not grinding. This is nice. I need this experience, yeah. but. I'm I'm trying to get because there's someone else who talks about it, you know. So it's a, it's a, it's a point in the story to experience. Oh yeah. It's so like I made sure I went took Guo to his you know to his dad, which yeah. I wish I'd recruit, recruited Umaro earlier and kept him in my party just to have the Getty in every fucking cutscene, <laughs> yeah. making the weird expressions uh-huh. and looking at people just because it's funny. it's it's like that it's like that meme where it's like. Um, Someone creates like the cookie cookie monster yeah. as a, like, their player <laughs> character, and then it's like so like every Your cut custom scene. character in a cutscene, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like when I made Donald Trump in Monster <laughs> Hunter World, <laughs> and then stopped playing the game because I was tired of seeing Donald <laughs> Trump see in Monster Hunter That's World. Good. But like the first time I fought him, he killed me, cast Meteor, killed my whole party. I was like, all right, I I reconfigured like make sure I had zone seek so I could throw up shell and I got primarily ice magic like I had a good setup. Yeah. So by the time I got to him again, like I was I was doing really well. I was like, man, I think I fucking got him this time. Like Mog was jumping, everything was good. And then he's like, uh, pff, Ultima. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, I can't. That's seven thousand damage. I can't outdo can't, that yep. right now. So yeah. All right, we we fought him. Time for Kafka's tower. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, by the time I was getting on the tail end of getting everyone to 50, he wasn't a problem. But, like, I think I started that journey when the characters were probably in their 30s. And it's like, in that, yeah, it was definitely, that's where I was. he was definitely yep. a problem. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I had to get, I mean, I made sure everybody had ribbons and shit because he would, like, disaster. Yeah. Start with disaster and fuck up the whole party with status ailments. Yeah. Uh, let's see, my second one is introverted, and that's where you beat the game with only Celeste, Setzer, and Edgar. Okay. And you don't go out and make any friends. Right. Uh, which I read that uh, all of their cutscenes in the end are all together. So anytime you see, like, their cutscenes will always involve the three of them as safety, and then if you recruited one other character that would have somebody else, then one of them is substituted in. Gotcha. So if you got Realm and not Strago, well, then Setzer is helping Realm on that conveyor belt. Like, they sub them in. Uh-huh. And then, of course, if you didn't recruit Terra at all at the very end of the game, she'll walk out basically, oh, my people need me, and flies up and has her regular <laughs> end game. <laughs> uh, then my third one is, it's to make him feel better. And that's where you beat the game as Mog and somebody else in the Moogle suit that also makes them look like Mog. Nice. Because he's the last of his kind. Yeah. Or maybe not maybe, anymore maybe, at the very not. end. Who knows? Who, I don't know. All the Moogles just <laughs> pop back up. Maybe. <laughs> uh, I am glad that they at least leave that ambiguous. I mean, I was just griping about how it sucks that it's like, how does it all work? But on the other hand, like if I would have seen like all the Moogles back and stuff, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of one of those where it's like, way to take the weight out of the entire yeah. half of this game. Because <laughs> like, when you find the Moogle's Nest in the beginning, there's like poppy, happy music with Moogles all over the place. Then the War Room, when you go back there, it plays the sad orchestral like the music. Like a dirge. With, yeah, yeah, just Mog facing the corner, uh-huh. Blair Witch style, yep. like looking down. <laughs> yep. Yeah. On top of, I'm glad that instead of the Moogle charm, the they Moogle name it charm. Kululu's charm or whatever. His girlfriend. So, yeah, so he's sitting there in the corner looking at yep. her her bauble, yep. like a sad, because yep. she's gone. I From the way I understand it, it's there in the world of balance. It's just he's on top of yep. it. Because <laughs> he's the only one who doesn't move. He's right. in the corner. <laughs> Kupapo? <laughs> uh, I have three achievements, the first of which is uh, Stand By Me. Uh, in order to unlock Stand By Me, uh, gather a party in the world of ruin and journey to Sid's bed to see his dead body. <laughs> <Sid's> dead body. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next achievement I have is uh, blue are the words I say and what I think, blue are the feelings that live inside me. Uh, in order to unlock that, uh, blue are the words that I say and what I think. Blue are the feelings that live inside me. Uh, learn all of Strago's lores. Uh, and nice. then my last achievement is Evil Empire. In order to unlock Evil Empire, during the final boss encounter, use Gao's ability Rage against the boss name Machine. <laughs> That's how you unlock Evil Empire. Nice. Now, put this on your top 100, bottom 100? Top 100. Yep. For me. Top 10. Of all consoles of all time, top 10 would probably, yeah, that sounds right to me as well. Buy, rent, birthday? That's a buy. Yep. I need to rebuy it. My copy is gone, though. Um, 
remember lending it out, and I don't remember who I lent it out to. So many good things I don't even know. And it's, yep. it's, it's gone, which really sucks because I had sentimental – that one had sentimental value. But I'm going to rebuy it. I'll probably – I thought about rebuying the Super Famicom version as well. Um, but, yeah, bye. I'm with you. Agreed. I agree. You want to see what Flopsy says about Final Fantasy VI? Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. What do you guys think Flopsy says about Final <laughs> Fantasy VI? I, I think we're still in... I think we're in common territory, and I think it's going to have full marks. Yeah, five-star common. Yeah. yeah. I can see where it might be uncommon, maybe. Maybe uncommon, maybe, yeah. Just because it wasn't as big of a hit here. Yeah. As... I'd, say, I'd say that's fair. Yeah. But it's definitely getting full marks. I'd say final answer is five-star... Uh, uncommon for me. I appreciate you guys uh, stalling for time. <laughs> I'm not wearing my glasses because they fog up. When yeah, I'm having trouble making notes, so whatever this says that I've written, been writing <laughs> down as we go, I don't, I'm not really sure. So, according to Flopsy, aka the uh, Ultimate Nintendo Guide to the <laughs> SNS Library 1991-1998 by Pat Contry, courtesy of uh, Shadowy Benefactor. It's, it's a blue bar yeah. com- com- coming. <laughs> they gave it um, a lot of stars. It's yeah. probably five of them. <laughs> and it does say that it uh, it was common. Oh, okay. Common and five stars. Just stuck with my original All answer. Right. They knew better than to give that anything less than five stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they better. <laughs> Um, Tyler. Yes, Dave. If you were to give this game a beard that sums up how you feel about it, what kind of beard would you give it? I would give it the beard of Hades himself. Oh. Just the you know, world ruin Hades underworld. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hades from the game Hades. The best. Right, yeah. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah obviously. Uh, the Disney movie didn't even pop into my mind until you <laughs> specified the game, Hades. And I was like, what other? Oh, right. <laughs> James Woods on fire. <laughs> Ooh, piece <of> candy. <laughs> Tyler, if you were to give uh, Final Fantasy VI, The World of Ruin, a pair of glasses, what kind of glasses mm-hmm. would you give it? Uh, that, that invention of huge multiple lenses that could focus the sun's heat into a death ray? Yes. Much like Kefka's Light of Judgment. Yes. I give it that thing of glasses. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Uh, do you guys want to see what next game we're going to play? Yeah. Sure, we can. Let's do it. I mean... Unless we want to do Waterworld. I mean, I guess we could do Waterworld. <laughs> do you yeah. want to do Waterworld? Yeah. Why not? Let's do Waterworld. Okay. Waterworld. Waterworld. <laughs> <laughs> we are positive that's a Super Nintendo game. I'm pretty sure it is, but I'm, we're positive. I'm 95% <laughs> sure. Is it in Flopsy? Let me consult. I'll put my foggy glasses on. Waterworld. Waterworld. Yeah. Yeah, it is. All right. Perfect. Yeah, we're good. It's, it's, oh, it's also a Virtual Boy game. Oh, <laughs> wow. wow. Fun. Let's and, play that version. And DOS. <laughs> SCDS, Virtual Boy, MS-DOS, Microsoft Windows, and Game Boy. All right. We'll each play a different version of the game. <laughs> Meet back. Talk about it. <clears throat> All right. Well, uh, you want to head over to Community Corner? Yeah. I'll take a, little, uh, take a little break and then get into Community Corner. Sounds good. Let's All do right. it. Cool.
We're back. All right. Back for Community Corner. Community Corner. I don't have any packages. Yeah, we probably shouldn't eat anything right now anyway. Probably shouldn't share anything. <laughs> probably not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I do have some calls, though, if you want to take some calls from some people. Take a few calls. Hell yeah. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. I do have that. Uh, let's see. First call is from 562. Google Voice just reset like it does. Give me a second. <laughs> First call is from 532. Scroll, 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 scroll. <laughs> this is like, this app is like the worst fucking app. It's so terrible. It's such a bad app. <laughs> I know I could just go on the site, I guess, and grab them from there. Yeah. And throw them in Dropbox or yeah. something. But then it's like, jeez. <laughs> Didn't then we don't have this great little bit where <laughs> right. I fucking struggle, struggle every app. goddamn yeah. fucking week. All right. Who was that? Who, Probably me and Ian scratching the <laughs> yeah. Hey, Ted Box. Okay, so you're talking about popping twin B. And let's see. Hold on. Okay, you should be able to hear me now. Anyway, you're talking about popping twin B and toxic masculinity or toxic work culture. And I was like, or you could put your hands together. And have both in the U.S. toxic masculinity and a toxic work culture. How long do you stay with the country and hope it gets better and works hard to get better before you decide to give up and move? Okay, thanks. Bye. If moving were only that easy. <laughs> if moving to a different country were only that easy. I. I mean, I. I'm. I'll be a refugee. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's how lo- that's how long for me. Yeah, until when Handmaid's Tale happens and Canada's like, whoever can make it, come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, until then, it's like I'm here. I mean, I mean, I like this country. I mean, I love this country. I, 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 I don't. Just... I don't want to live anywhere else. It's just you know, some things bother me, and I hope they get fixed. And it's like. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I'm crossing my fingers that 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 history. In that once there's a big leap in progress, there's always a temporary scary setback before everything gets back on track. So I'm yeah. hoping that trend still tracks. You know, okay, black president, huge foot forward, and then now all of this. So hopefully, as the trend that has happened at several points in history, it just continues. And, well, we, work out, a, and we work out of it. But, I mean, for every slip in history, there is... You know, the fall of the, you know, the royal dynasty in Russia that led to what they're going through today. And Iran, which in the 60s and 70s was as cultured as the United States, was still on the same track. And then they had the, you know, the religious overthrow of the government. And then, so hopefully, you know, there are cases where, hey, that fallback does not bounce back. So, yeah. But, yeah. But I mean, yeah. My answer is I'm here until um, I'm a refugee. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any plans on moving anywhere. I mean, fuck all that. Like, I mean, I get where it's like it's not perfect here, but it's not perfect anywhere. And it's like right. there are definitely countries out there who, you know, have it worse than their population has it worse than we do. And oh, I yeah. mean, it's I mean, I get, it. but I get it. What I do get they do today? I, They're cutting our fucking heads off. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I I love this country, and uh, it's yeah. Until it becomes, until it becomes not this country, you know. Right. Until it's no longer a, a you know the democracy. The, the yeah. If everybody know. abandons it, then it falls. Yeah. 
I don't necessarily yeah. see that happening, especially not in our lifetime, but it, there's just a lot that needs to be looked at and changed. and We just need to come together. It, I mean... It, we do. Because really fuck, it fucking sucks how it's like, I don't even feel like I have a conversation with somebody anymore about... like It's not like I ever really talked about politics, but I mean, it's like... I can definitely see... I am not like... I'm not like... I'm left-leaning, but I'm not like extreme. I, I, you know, for a long time, I kind of consider myself a centrist, you sure. know, like a left-leaning centrist. But but now centrist doesn't mean what it used to mean when I said that. So right. I mean, it, it's it's kind of like, but I don't know. My point is it just sucks that I can't like talk to some, I'm nervous when I'm talking to somebody and it's like, when's fucking, when's winter politics going to come up? Because yeah. it's a thing that, man, I feel like people didn't talk about him as much when I was a kid. I know I was a kid, but I remember my parents being like, we don't really talk about like who we voted for. Like this is a conversation we had. It's yeah, like, you know that's like something that you you vote uh, anonymously. It's your business for a reason. It's your business yep. exactly. And it's like I didn't feel like people were like person to person, like trying to convert people. And that's what it feels like now, where it's like every conversation where politics comes up, it feels like a. Oh, I'm going to convert you to this, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not going to happen. It's, you're not, it doesn't work like that, first of all. And it's like, I don't know. I just fucking wish that we could all be fucking united <laughs> because that would yeah. be amazing. And I think that's what we really need right now is to just like not be so fucking split. And it's hard because, you know, we have, she'll have, my wife will have friends come over or something. And it just always seems like a, a. It seems like I'm friends with a lot of people, and she's friends with a lot of people that have completely opposite ideologies. When it, and again, I think a lot of this comes from being spoon fed this horse shit that we've been spoon fed since mm-hmm. 2016, mm-hmm. and not even having before that, and, yeah. even before that for sure. But just not having the wherewithal to do a little research and to form an opinion that's not based on what, you know, all the people you work with feel, you know, it's like, I'm all for have your own opinion, but back it up a little bit, you know, think about it for a minute. Think about the long-term ramifications of the things that you're saying you support before you support them. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't have an opinion that you shouldn't support what you believe in, but it's just spewing rhetoric doesn't work. And that's what all we're getting these days is rhetoric and mm-hmm. rumors and attacks from each side to the other and things. And I'm with you, Dave. I want, let's, let's find some common ground here. Let's be what we should be. And that's united in what's right. You know, let's get, let's get, let's get some things straight. Yeah. You know, so I also think you, you mentioned, you know, uh, having an opinion and it's like, I also think that it's okay to not have an opinion. And I agree. Absolutely. I feel politics boring again. Yeah. No, I (laughs) mean, yeah, I I feel like a lot of people feel pressure that they need to have an opinion on everything. And it's like, there's a stoic principle where it's like, you, you do not have to have an opinion on anything. In fact, you having an opinion on something is a drain on you. For so, such a, for so choose what you have opinions on. Don't have an opinion on everything because 
now all of a sudden it's like, I mean. Well, it's the 50s again. I mean, you know, it was back in that time. That was what people talked about. This was the things going on in politics and the things going on post-war or World War II and the Korean War and, you know, all these things. Those were the things they talked about then. And it just seemed to sort of take a, take a dive and relax off a little bit, you know, and we got to just sort of be there for the longest time. And I guess, you know, a lot of it had to do with being young in my, in the eighties, not really knowing what the fuck's going on. Cause I was a kid. Sure, right. Yeah. But at the same time, you're, you're not wrong. I mean, it's just have, I mean, I've it, talked to my parents where it was like, in the eight, like, was it like this? And I just didn't realize it because I was a kid. And they were like, no, 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 no. I mean, like. There was a lot of just living, just people doing their thing. You know, there was, 80s is where I feel like pop culture was really birthed. That really Celebrities, that was the celebrity president. 80s became the the decade of pop culture. And I think Mm -hmm. that sort of defined our culture. Uh, or Nixon being on laughing cross that cross that line. Really it did. Yeah. And it was it was, you know, those little sporadic few and far betweens. But when the eighties came about and I think we were just starting to become more exposed to more media, television, movies, mm-hmm. you know, of course radio, um well, repeating the fairness doctrine, like open the floodgates for all that. Right. And, and yep. you had net cable news started and it just, you know, there's just this massive influx of information that came in the eighties, which I think kind of set that tone, but people were more caught up in the pop culture side of things, which is a good and a bad thing is like oblivion is nice. There was a lot of really bad shit going on behind the scenes in the eighties too, that people weren't aware of. Yeah. So in a way, I'm glad we're able to see and know a little bit more about what's going on. But at the same time, I don't know what's necessarily being done about it. You know, it's, and it's stressful. It is stressful. I just try to consume as much as I feel like is needed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in the morning, like I will read the headlines for a certain amount of time and then done with news for the day. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. do, I don't want to, I don't, I'll check back in tomorrow because I got shit to do that doesn't involve obsessing over shit I can't fix. Exactly. That's why I watch so much TV and why I watch so many movies and play video games and things because I'd rather be doing that than worrying about things that I can only have a marginal effect on. And people say, well, sure. no, you should get out. You should do, you should dot. I've got a family. I've got things I have to do. And I, I, there's a certain amount of self-care involved here to where if I'm going to be at work all day anyway, I cannot afford mentally to spend the whole rest of the day after work worrying about the whole rest of the world. Yes, I'm concerned with the things that happen. And yes, I, I worry for the state of our country. But I also want to detox and say, I am alive and I want to be with my people, and I want to be alive. Mm-hmm. And I understand it's not that easy for everybody, but in that two hours, if I can do it, I'm going to. And I'm with you. I, I, I turn it off. I just, I won't, I'll read up on it a little bit on Reddit or whatever, and then I'm out for the day because I, I don't want to think about it. That sounds really immature, but... 
Uh, not to me. To me, I mean, but that's how I. That's how I do. <laughs> so yeah. like, to me, I know that works for me. Yeah, exactly. That keeps me from um, uh, feeling the mental strain of it. I mean, it's like, hey, kids, see all this plight. You know, it's it's. I'm aware of it. It's like, yeah, I got twenty bucks. Is that? There's twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah. Is it fixed yet? <laughs> yeah. or that's all. Like that's I can't I can't anymore. I bought that multiverses thing. So, <laughs> so it's just it's, it's just twenty dollars. <laughs> all of my bosses are on the opposite side of the spectrum, politically as I am. Me too. So it's awful. Whenever like, whenever I was interviewing, I had to travel to my company's headquarters, and I'm having dinner with my boss two levels up, and then his boss, the VP, and the VP's like, so, uh, uh you're Republican? And I'm like... I don't think you could ask me that. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, you know, yeah. a little bit of everything, you know, man who will determine <laughs> my future tomorrow, you know, whatever. <laughs> So you just about every yeah every single one of them. So it's just like, <sighs> let's let's talk about what's going on at work today. <laughs> yeah, there's your common ground, right? Yep, yep. Just steer it away real quick. But thanks, Michelle. Yeah, thanks, thanks <laughs> Michelle. I mean, I don't know how bad the work culture is here. Really, I don't think it's good, right? But like. And I don't really know what it's like in Japan either, other than like mm. the things that I hear, you know, and I hear it's bad. Yeah. I hear it's worse than it is here, but I mean, I don't know. What only documented cases of death by overwork in Japan? <laughs> I mean, documented. Documented, you're right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I there's probably some kids in a mine in Africa who fucking died probably from right. overwork. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. All I know is like <laughs> nothing. All I know is nothing. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Michelle. Yeah, <laughs> next call. What was that game that used to be on Adult Swim, Suicidal Salary Man? No, I'm not so familiar you, with this. The game was to quickly kill yourself in the hospital. Oh, yeah, I remember this. This is an actual video thing. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like a game show or something. Yeah, I remember that. All right, next call. This is, I believe, also from Terrified Michelle. So Tyler says to be instead of puppy, uh, or his brain says it. Uh, <laughs> what? Goofy? Goofy to- instead of to- Cuffy? Toofy instead of Taffy? Toofy? Taffy. Taffy. Forgot about that. Taffy. Taffy. The Says ours instead of five. Yes, and, I do. Uh, <laughs> he said, she's 9 Well... <laughs> I have say D instead of ten or vice versa. Don't know. I don't write it that way. D instead of ten. Is that what she said? I could. Okay, I could sort of see that. All right. I mean, that's the same as me, just different letters and numbers. So I, I could totally relate. Just say it. So be like blah blah blah, and I'll be like ten. I mean D. I don't. I don't. If I see uh I feel for you. Le- the number 11, I, my brain reads it as the Roman numeral 2. I don't have that problem with anything else except for 11. It's like especially if it doesn't have the little 
lines on the one that their fancy ones have. It's just straight up like them fancy ones. Vertical lines on my. Little syrups. You would say it was a pause button. No, no, I'm all like, that's the Roman numeral two, of course. So, okay. Oh, uh. Clocks do do that thing where they tick backwards a couple of seconds and then go forward, and I don't know why they do that. Uh, I don't know if they're, like, trying to catch up with themselves. Like, maybe they're too fast, so they go back. I don't know why they do that. Um, that's, I think, the only thing that I know. I don't think I have a weird time that I see, although now I probably will. <laughs> I'm not good at telling time on an analog clock. I could do it, but frequently, once it gets the closer and closer it gets to the half hour and past it, I'm all like, hold on. Ah, like my son. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> it's 10.30. It's D30. 10.25. Otherwise, What's your bra size? 10.10. Like, no, it's 9.25, and I'll be like, <laughs> So, yeah. Anyway, thanks, guys. I love you. Bye. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you. Love you. So there's, I, I do that with uh, abbreviations or uh, or whatever, just the initials for things like acronyms. E- acronyms. Thank you. So EMS, like emergency medical services. I see it every day. I see it ten times a day. My brain still goes eternal manga kill Sharingan <laughs> <laughs> every time. <laughs> or my old boss's initials were CG. So when she'd initial invoices, then I'd review them and put them into the into the computer. It's like. Count it good. Count it good. Count uh, it good. <laughs> okay. All right. Michelle's got a perfect opportunity to be like, wait for 10 o'clock. Be like, hey, what time is it? 10? 10's nuts! <laughs> <laughs> so at 11.10, she sees it as 2D? Ooh. I guess so. See, Sometimes <laughs> maybe, Michelle, get back to us. The exact opposite problem. When I see the Roman numeral two, I see it as eleven. You see it as eleven. Uh, when I look at a pause button, I do see that as pause, though. I don't see it as eleven. Yeah, it goes with them thick boys. Thick. Yeah, yeah. those are them <laughs> thick boys. Uh, Roman numerals really, um, man, they captivated me when I was a child. Yeah. Like I remember being like six years old and being like. What is up with this on the clock? Well, because you know? of Final Fantasy is what I, well, I liked them and got into them. Yeah. So, yeah. I just remember being, I, I think the first time I ever saw them was on a clock. And it was like, what is this? IV. V. Exactly. Oh. Totally. And, and Henry is too. He asked me about them too. And it's like, I tell him what I know. And then he's asking like, ones that I don't know and I'm like I don't know let's What's go What's 3013? <laughs> right. Uh. <laughs> let's go, let's go to the internet. <laughs> well, thank uh, you Michelle. Thanks Michelle. Next call also from Michelle. Hi guys. I am on my way to LA Comic Con after work. Nice. So fun cool. times. Today I'm dressed as Oswald Cobblepot. Nice. I did show Tyler and Dave the costumes. Yes. So I have most social forms of social media so the rest of you can just um, imagine however you want to imagine, and I really don't care because it's your brain and not mine. It was good. Imagine uh, it is good. So, we're going to, and by we, I mean me and the mouse in my pocket. I don't have one in my pocket. I'm just kidding. Something my dad put. Anyway, marry the nurse because those are the days. Uh, what? 
Did you get it, Ian? Our official Michelle translator. I missed on that one. That one. That one. I'm gonna scrub it back. Scrub just it back, a little and I'll bit. try to pick it up. Let me get in my Michelle listening face. All right, it's big terrified. Ease. It's the mask. All right. Yes, we're we're back. About six seconds. Here we go. Anywhere. Married the nerds because those are the nerds. Uh, Some, married the nerds because, because they're those are contagious. Oh, did, did I get nerds right? I thought you said something about Argen, I thought married Argentines. the nerds from the Argentines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, Argentines. I heard also Argentines. I think she's referring to a Mary fuck kill. Okay, and she's saying oh. Mary something Argentine. The nerds. <laughs> <laughs> because they're contagious. Okay. That's what I heard. All right. All right. So we're all in agreement. <laughs> the Argentines, yes. The Argentines. <laughs> yeah. uh, Michelle continues. Fuck a Jolly Rancher. Let's not talk about. Okay. You okay. got it. She's talking about marrying nerds the candy. Marrying nerds. Uh, uh, but where did Argentines <laughs> come in? <laughs> I think she said something about contagious. Okay. I'd like maybe. I don't know. I want to say like addictive type, you know. Like, oh, okay. So she's going to marry nerds. She's marrying nerds. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's going to kill Jolly Rancher because of the Jolly, Jolly Ranchers. Ranchers. Okay. Okay. Here we All go. Right. All right. No. No, no, no. And yeah, you're going to have to kill sweethearts. I agree with Tyler on this. They're just not that good. Oh, she said. Uh, it's rare. She said, fuck Jolly Rancher. And she's killing sweet tarts. Oh, oh man! <laughs> I can't. Re- I mean, this is great because this calls from December third. I can't remember originally what I said, I, but I, I get now in this very moment. I'm killing Jolly Ranchers. Yeah, uh, but I know for a fact I'm not killing sweet tarts. No, I wouldn't. I don't. I don't think I'd. Kill I, I don't know what I, I said. Did. You did. Yeah. I was thinking maybe I probably put either marry or fuck for sweet tarts. I'd have to marry sweet tarts at this moment, at this juncture. This exact moment. <laughs> nah, I'd still marry nerds, I think. Yeah. I, I think I'm with Michelle on that. Michelle continues. Sometimes you get some good ones, but most of the time, mm, no, no, no. Now later they're amazing. Uh, banana candy, disgusting. Why? Because it's not flavored like uh, the bananas that all of us eat because... Well, I thought they were the kind. They are not, actually. I found out on Reddit that the banana flavoring in banana candies is a rare, but not extinct, species of banana that nobody here in the U.S. eats. Called the so banini. Banini? <laughs> I mean, I eat a banana, but... Related to the like opals and bananas. <laughs> yeah, opals and bananas. Or just feel like I need to pass you real quick. Otherwise... Um, bananas are hit and miss. They're just kind of whatever. It's the one fruit that you can eat and throw up, and it's fine because it's. <laughs> Did she say it's the one eat? All right, The one fruit you can eat and throw up, and it tastes the same. <laughs> also, you said Tyler. Just something that just caught my attention, and I think it's funny how we learn things. You said opals and bonobos. Bonobos, yep. I've always said oopals and banunus. I think that's another one. I think that's. I think it's all of them. Is it okay? It's just weird. Um, banana candy uses a rare flavor, huh? 
Not extinct. Not I can't extinct. Stand like a, banana flavored candy. Because we we eat the Cavendish banana, but before there was another type of banana that some kind of mold nearly wiped out. So then they cloned the Cavendish banana because it was more resistant to this fungus or whatever. So that it's flavored from that original banana that you can only get in like Africa now. Yeah, I've heard that the bananas we eat now taste nothing like bananas yeah. used to taste. But they're a million times more resilient and shippable and Yeah, they still jazz. make my throat itch like crazy and almost shut up, almost close up, so <laughs> I don't eat them if I can avoid I'm them. Not, yeah, I'm not I would eat them either. either. I'm not either, but I'm going to start eating more of them <laughs> for energy. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, I'm going to start eating more of them because I was like kind of taking agenda today and it was like boy i don't eat a lot of fruit i get that feel 100%. there's a there's yeah. a cool guide that i found on reddit that tells you when the best time to eat a banana is like in its ripening cycle oh okay i thought he had like a clock no <laughs> you know? well, i would sure. tell you that shows anytime my friend i'm sure that's true and i will occasionally Still eat banana, even though it makes my throat. Would you itch. like to turn banana it. eating notifications on? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> looks like it looks like you're past due for your daily banana. Cat facts and banana consumption alert. <laughs> yeah, I need it to be more aggressive than Duolingo, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, we noticed uh, you've only got three hours left to maintain your banana eating streak. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I'm like, ah, oh, my legs hurt. I'm going to eat a banana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, vegetables, I eat more vegetables than I eat fruit, which, like, if you would have told me that at seven years old, I would have spat in your face. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but yeah, I was uh, like, I'm also not going to be a paleontologist. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I would have been like, I don't know, man. But, like, I was sitting here, I was like, when's the last time I ate a fruit? Pretty sure I had strawberry in that cocktail I made. So we'll go with strawberry. And I was like, is strawberry a fruit? Technically, I don't think so. But a, we're going to count it. berry. <laughs> you guys good on fruits? Yeah. <laughs> Ian, yep. Ian, you good on fruits? Yeah. That's good. What I kind guess. of fruit? What's your favorite fruit? I don't eat them as much as I should. I do like a nice peach. A peach? Um, but I like, the, I like the slimy canned peaches. Like, okay. I don't like a fresh peach. I like... I like them in a can, but not with like they were syrup. Put there by a man. Yeah. Oh, that that factory, the one that's uh, uh, downtown. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I like an I like a nice honey crisp apple. Yeah, those are really good. That's my favorite apple. Every other apple, get the fuck out. Yeah. Every other apple, get the fuck honey out. Granny Smith, is the only apple. Gra- Granny, Granny Smith, Smith. in, in a on. cooking context, I agree. I like no. so Granny Granny Smith for cooking. No, honey slice. crisp for all. Slice that thing up. Slice that Granny Smith up. I like to eat a nice Granny Smith from time to time for the sour. If I'm I'm ready for some sour. I'm always ready for that. That's a good time for it as a Granny Smith. um, I like Granny Smith and oatmeal. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I do eat the occasional banana. We try to keep them. When you uh, feel like closing your throat up. When I feel like going. It's like, you know what? (laughs) You know what I haven't experienced in a while? I'd love to. (laughs) I throw the clothes up just a little bit, just I'm, to remind me I'm alive. I'm eating a banana and jerk off. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what am I? I don't like. I don't like going to anaphylaxis. It just makes my throat itch really bad. Gotcha. It feels like it's going to close up, but it's not. It's just. It's weird. I'm so, like that with most raw fruits and vegetables, like raw carrots, which I love. Raw anything makes my throat itch, but I hmm. power through it because I love it. 
I love them. Um, so it's not like me with pine nuts. It's like, I feel like a day off from work. <laughs> pine nuts. <laughs> no, I don't. I That's don't. how Miller is. Hashtag more Miller with uh, raw onions. Yeah. Cooked onions he can do, but raw onions. Hmm. Fuck him up. He's allergic. Um, and then hmm. I do like a strawberry. But see, the thing with bananas, the only... I eat, I eat Raisin Bran cereal, which is like one of my faves. Raisin Bran's good. With banana, it's like the best. Really? I've never had it with banana. I love a slice of some ripey bananas and Raisin Bran. It's awesome. I've never been a big fan of fruit in cereal. Even like since a kid, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. It, was, it, it almost feels like this very natural thing should not be put in my very processed food, yeah. <laughs> you know i guess raisin bran's a little different a little different i mean the the raisins are covered in sugar right but the bran flakes are pretty much just you know bran flakes right so it, it's okay which uh, but are, the banana in there really makes it i like the texture of banana in like crunchy cereal and milk and stuff i just really dig that combo so i also think that our like definition of processed foods is it's weird because it's like when they first invented like bread and shit, were they like these fucking processed foods? So you took the you wheat, took the wheat, <laughs> dried it out, you put it between two rocks and just fucking span it in a circle until it turned into powder. You took the powder and you put water with it and you put it over fire for a long time. <laughs> I feel like we're not supposed to eat this. We're getting away from what our ancestors believed. In. I mean, they were kind of right. I feel like. <laughs> I think to a point they took it too far. You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> number one, pineapple. Pineapple's number one. For pineapple me. Number one. is. I feel like we've tried this. Fresh pineapple, before. we probably have. Number yes. two for me, if that is the blood orange, not regular orange. I'm so so on oranges, but man, fucking blood orange or blood orange in anything. Blood orange, is pineapple. Great. But I like blood all orange. oranges. Yeah, I mean, I, I I will eat like a a small, like a nectarine more than I like, or a tangerine more than I like an orange. Tangerine's great. I love I love a tangerine. I do not like oranges. Like no. I like the flavor of orange. I just the is texture, it all the sinew, the, the chewy, <laughs> the chewiness of it. Yeah, I just I don't I like popping them. I like popping the slices. Yeah, it's fun. I like that part until mm. I've got all the juice extracted, and uh-huh. then all I've got <laughs> is this chewy pulp. Film. <laughs> it's like I, I just, just feel like I should spit that to out. Spit that out. It's like sunflower <laughs> seeds. Yeah, <laughs> it's this orange shell. No, my just, my contestant number three is grapefruit, though. Yeah, probably alone on that one. Yuck. Do not like grapefruit. It's like if I had a bottom three, grapefruit's probably on yeah. there. Not a big fan. What were my other bottom? You got what are your bottom fruits, Tyler? Fruits I cannot stand. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there a fruit I really don't like? Olives or olives of fruit? You're asking the wrong or guy. Vegetable. I always I thought of those as vegetables, vegetables, but I do like green olives. I don't like black olives. I like them both. I hated the green ones as a kid because of the, I guess, the pimento. Yeah. Love the pimento. But now, yeah, I love it. Ra- raspberries. I'm not crazy about raspberries. Yeah. They mush up so quickly yeah. and kind of get a weird texture. I like raspberry flavor things. Yep. Like, I do too. Like raspberry with chocolate tea. with raspberry in mm-hmm. it or something. Yep. But I cannot stand raspberries, blueberries, that texture of those yeah. things just drives me crazy. They give me heartburn. Yeah. They fuck mm. with me. I don't know what it is. Like, uh, like maybe a minor allergy or something. I don't know, but I stay away from them. Mm. Uh, well, I, I really like plums. I don't eat enough plums. Uh, plums and cherries. Cherries are cherries are top tier. Fruit say, I love blueberries. So I'd probably say raspberries and blackberries. 
probably my least favorite. I like cranberry juice, but I don't like cranberries. I like yeah. dried cranberries a lot. Mm. Those are really good. Yeah, craisins in a salad or something. Yeah, I love those. Craisins are awesome. And cranberry mm. juice yeah. is my favorite juice. Love that stuff. I don't know that I've ever had a pomegranate. I've had pomegranate like, juice. I don't know that I've ever had a pomegranate. I like pomegranates. I think you would like pomegranates. I probably would. I like the yeah. juice. So, Just because you get tons of little little tiny pomegranate juice balloons that you can pop in oh, your mouth. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. yeah, that sounds great. I'm not a big fan of uh, cantaloupe or honeydew. No. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm, yeah, that's up there. I don't like either one of those. I don't like, no. I don't, I'm just not a melon guy. I like watermelon. Watermelon. But it's like, the only melon you need. That's the only melon I yeah. like. Yeah, At kiwi and I don't like no. kiwi. I don't kiwi's like kiwi's okay. Oh, kiwi, golden kiwi's even better. You yeah. like golden raisins? Love golden raisins over regular raisins. Yeah. Fuck, I eat a whole box of golden raisins. Yeah, I could go either way, but yeah, those are good. Cantaloupe. We used to always have cantaloupe on Sunday mornings. My mom would make pancakes, and we'd have cantaloupe. Here's what you like, and here's your punishment. Yep. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, they both loved it, so it was always like. Ew, I'll eat the pancakes, but and I'll pick at the cantaloupe because and mm. and they were all they were I mean they were cool about it they wouldn't force me to eat it or anything but like they would say oh eventually you're gonna I mean it's just because you're young eventually you're gonna love cantaloupe not happening never I've no, never it's, I have it's not a garbage fruit I'm old enough to tell you that that is not always true <laughs> it's, I still it's the cheap despise cantaloupe it's the bullshit that you fill a fruit cup with. And then just have, you know, a few of the good stuff, the grapes and the strawberries right. and the pineapple, and then a, a bunch of fucking garbage melon. <laughs> and pears. Well, I like pears, though. Yeah, well, they fill most fruit cups with pears. Well, with pears, and, I like know, pears. Because they're easy. Yeah. Like, and I do like a pear. I like a, a super, nice... A super ripe pear. Very ripe pear. Yeah, something that's happen. like... If I get crunch in a pear, I'm not crazy, but I yeah, want a soft I pear. To, I like to bite into a soft pear. It's mm-hmm. like a good sensation. know that I want a soft fruit. You know what I mean? Like, I get what you're saying, but I mean, like, I guess because it looks so much like a goddamn apple, I want to, if it doesn't, <laughs> if it doesn't crunch, my mind is immediately like, yo, this some bad fucking this fruit. Is, this is <laughs> safe. Spit, how's it, how is it? Is it, how does it taste? Does it taste like an apple? It doesn't spit <laughs> that it's shit. wrong. Poison. Yep. <laughs> I've eaten so many, I was just raised and still... Most of apples that I'm surrounded with are red delicious, which are fucking awful. Yeah. Like, I don't, like I don't know what comedian said. They're only meant for horses. They are right. Yeah. Red delicious. Give those to all the fucking they horses. Had to put the na- they had to delicious. put the word delicious in there to try and trick people uh, into eating oh. them because they're absolutely the worst. It's hard for me to eat an apple because my brain's like, nope, those are gross because red mm. delicious apples are so gross. Mm. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think we're pretty good. Thanks, Michelle. Fruit, fruit rant. Fruit yeah. corner. Uh, if anybody wants to call and leave us a voicemail, you can do so at 270-883-2555. Keep it under three minutes or you'll be cut off. Yeah. Uh, you want to send us something? You send that to Tadpog Studios, care of Nicole Nance, PO Box 3785, Paducah, Kentucky, 42002. Uh, we do a lot of other stuff. You can find us. We're all over the place. You know, you can find Tadpog on... YouTube. So we got on YouTube. You've got a lot of the all the podcasts, and then where I've been streaming, we've got Dave's long plays. It's there's a lot of content on that YouTube page. A lot. When it comes to monetization, we have hit our four thousand hours of of content. But most importantly, I think we talk about that contest in the Patreon. We are going to talk a little bit about that. Hey guys, do you like giving us money? 
Well, we I love, personally don't. We love it. Are you asking me? Or? No, we oh. got them out there. <laughs> oh. I just like hating pears. It's I'm talking. <laughs> I'm talking to the internet. Oh, okay. Uh, we know some people that love to give us money. In fact, they give us so much money every month, more than twenty dollars or more. We have we call them executive producers, and uh, I've got a list of those executive producers here that I would love to read. Excellent. But I'm also legally required to read, and you're legally required to listen. And I'm going to start that list, as usual, with Cousin David Galino, Plinko Nick Price, Cubicle Monkey, Executive Producer Dig Dougie, Enthusiast Jeff Miners, Master Cycle Baron Kevin Link, Bantha Master, Game Bug Prime Nathan Eaton, Matt Gentile, a.k.a. Gentle G, Usurper Grimm, Princess Consuela Banana Hammock, Flavor Trick, Taryn Landon, congratulations on your marriage. I used to have so much trouble with her. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just got it. Was she giving you issues or what? Does Tyler need yeah, a messenger? She's just all up in my <laughs> You need to no. leave Ian alone, Jared. <laughs> With her nickname. Oh, oh, With oh. her title. It was always so... <laughs> now I'm good at it. Uh, Pinball Archmage, Chris Edler. We're sorry you couldn't be on this episode. Platinum member, Brett Miller. Sanders Pope, Phil Hawkins. Nate from Utah, first-time caller. And Drinksmith, Joey Webster. But and normally... Normally, guys, that's where I would wrap up our discussion about Patreon, mm. but there's more. Oh, yes. But wait. But wait. <laughs> there's more. Uh, our contest is going well. Hell yeah. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. I have been, in case you have been living under a tadpog-free rock, uh, we have... Like I most have of the been, population. Like most <laughs> and of most the rocks. people in the world. <laughs> most rocks. Uh, I've been running a contest where uh, I'm, you can call it what you want. It's a Patreon rush. Mm. Uh, it's Wizen Sage's Toy Box AirPod giveaway. I don't know. It's been called a lot of things. <laughs> but it's very popular so far. And what that means is I am giving away to anyone who donates to the Patreon a dollar or more mm -hmm. in now between the end of August, the last day of August, uh, or increases a, an existing donation by $1 or more, you're entered to win a first prize of a pair of genuine, 100% guaranteed, authentic Apple AirPod Gen 3 mm. with wireless charging case knockoffs. <laughs> and we're going to pick some toys out of my toy box. If, if you go on our TikTok, you can see a little video where mm -hmm. I just give you a little peekaboo inside the toy box just to see what kind of stuff is in there. Um, Dave's really excited about that part of it. He loves what's yeah, in the toy there's box. There's some really, really, really cool stuff in there. And I'm just giving this stuff away. Really uh, cool as, stuff. Uh, in addition to the genuine Apple AirPod knockoffs from not even slightly shady wholesale, As of Chinese right now, wholesale manufacturer. That video has been viewed 581 times. Wow. I feel yeah. so celebritized all of a sudden but uh we have some new donors and some increased donations uh as of this week uh all of you fine folks will be entered into the contest we already read the names of the first entrants from week one and two of the contest we're approaching week three of the contest and as of that as of now uh we got josh cornelly and i hope i'm pronouncing that name correctly uh, Bovine Bear has increased donation. Uh, Soul Sister Yarn Sorceress Chandra is in on it. She, nice. they, she is. In, thank you very much. You've increased your donation. Mm -hmm. You are now entered to win. Uh, Victor Hart Zero Scrawl. 
has the, uh, Victor popped into the stream and said, "Hey, I appreciate everything you got." Not knowing the contest, but really? hey, I appreciate everything you guys have done. And then he threw in big. Well, now you're in the contest. Mm-hmm. You might win some prizes, Victor. So thank you. And Soul Sister Yarn Sorceress Chandra's rival, but life partner. Paul Korn has thrown in as well. So they've essentially got two (laughs) entries into the contest, which is completely fine. That's that's two separate donations, and that's totally fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Second place, I would say. So if you're married, yeah. If you don't like if you don't like that, get your husband or wife to also donate. Mm -hmm. Double your chances. Double your chances to at least have it in your household. Uh, There is a second and a third prize. The second prize is. A kiss for me, Ian. A kiss, big, wet, <laughs> sloppy joke COVID-y kiss for me, Ian. Kiss. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm, a, I'm apparently patient zero. I carry COVID. I do not actually show symptoms of it, apparently. I don't know. Uh, no, it's, another, it's, it's also a pair of uh, the Gen 3 AirPod knockoff mm-hmm. from Not Shady at All, Chinese Wholesaler, DHK.com. <laughs> uh, no toys from the toy box on second prize. And then uh, third prize is a knockoff pair of Apple AirPod Generation 2 with wireless charging case. Uh, they're fun little novelty things. They actually do work, and they do look exactly and feel exactly like the mm-hmm. real thing. There might just be some, like, you know, a little functionality bitch, bitches here and there, but they're okay. I used a pair for a while. They were all right. The reason I stopped using mine is because they just didn't fit my ears right. They caught on fire that one time. and I did lose hearing in one of my ears permanently. That's um, why God gave me two. It's fine. Right, right. That wasn't uh, my hearing ear. It's <laughs> already partially deaf in that ear. I mean, the blood loss was minimal, guys, so it's fine. Uh, but anyway, if you'd like to enter the contest again, I would be. you have, uh, as of this recording... There's going to be one more episode, which will be the actual last day of August. Mm. Uh, we're going to make one more announcement, one more last rush. Next uh, Scott Pilgrim episode, yep. Two episodes left. This one and one more mm-hmm. uh, where you'll hear about this. You can enter if you get in before midnight on September 1st, right? Just 11.59 p.m. Your time. We'll go, we'll go Pacific time. I don't care. It's going to be the, a week after the... Donations come in anyway. We'll make sure it's all in there and good. Um, if, by the way, if you donated your donation, if your donation for the month of August has already cleared, you're in. You're in. We've got your name in there. We had a one of our fine contest entry entrants uh, very nobly tried to withdraw because they had to make an adjustment to their donation uh, in the wrong direction. But that's okay. It happens. Mm-hmm. But their donation for the month had already cleared. That means you're still in. It doesn't. Still in. You're in. Uh, we're gonna be doing this. I'm gonna be doing this as long as I can. Every month, I'm gonna do a Patreon drive for stuff out of the toy box. The AirPods is the one-time deal, but uh, the toy box stuff. There's plenty of it to last forever. Mm-hmm. We want to see people win stuff, and we hope you like what we pick for you. So that's all I have to say about that. All right. And. Uh, Good luck, everyone. Good luck. And thank you, executive producers uh, and those who have entered. I just want to set for the record, uh, if you've heard, if you been hearing what sounds like uh, someone hitting a bong during this episode, uh, I assure you, 
<laughs> just water that I'm drinking from my thermos. Or, poss- or possibly me hitting my vape. <laughs> or my bong. Or Tyler's, or Tyler's bong. giant bong. His ridiculously proportioned bong. For tobacco. <laughs> tobacco bong. For tobacco purposes Tobongo. Only. That's what I call it. Tobongo. It's a real tobacco, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, our theme song is Moose by Sycamore Drive. Link to that track found in the show notes at tadpog.com. How you guys want to close it out? Okay, like your favorite WB multiverse character? There we go. All right. That sounds good. So until next time. I don't know what the Iron Giant sounds like. Oh, like that. Like that. And now, a dramatic reading. When you love someone so deeply, they become your life. It's easy to succumb to overwhelming fears inside. Blindly, (laughs) I imagined I could keep you under glass. Now I understand to hold you, I must open up my hands and watch you rise. Spread your wings and prepare to fly, for you have become a butterfly. Oh, fly abandonedly into the sun. If you should return to me, we were truly meant to be. So spread your wings and fly. Butterfly. By Mariah Carey. Butterfly. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Surprisingly deep. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's, I've always said that about Mariah. <laughs> Poems, everybody. The last she fancies herself a poet. That's what my headband says. <laughs> <laughs>